in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, The Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And welcome into the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Take us with you everywhere you go, ladies and gentlemen. You can always see us live as well in the Ingalls studio on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com. Click on the live video link. Subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. It is a Tuesday afternoon and... It means it's a Power Rankings Tuesday. It is a Power Rankings Tuesday. We're going to talk about Power Rush or uh, Power Rushers. Power Rushers. That's I like a, that. Power Rush. That's a new position. That's what I would play. Uh, just I'm going to try to overpower you because I don't have any speed. Uh, we're going to talk about Edge Rushers, top 13 in the NFL. That is today's Power Ranking, which we will do in the second hour. And if you had told me we were going to start today's show with golf, I would have said you were doing crimes. Well, that's what happens, though, when a major merger occurs. Major merger. Major merger. The only thing I can say, and it's already been referenced in the chat that this is coming, is... (laughs) I told you! Who are you laughing at? That's the question. You want me to be honest? With, how honest do you want me to be with the answer to that question? hundred uh, percent honest. You know, you want me? To, I, I, I could name names. I'm not going to. I'm laughing at the moralists that have told me for two years that well, where the Saudi money comes from, why these guys aren't doing it. Oh yeah. Oh, as soon as they punted up to the PGA, they went sure. Yep. Let me have that. Come on. And that was pretty predictable, considering they have seven of the same sponsors. Mm-hmm. Stop giving me the moral argument it dies on the vine every single time you do this money wins period that's how this works the pga they figured out one very basic tenant we're spending probably a hundred million dollars in legal fees could they do it absolutely they print money they print it so ask yourself this question what and this is i was here this morning when this broke And I went to Sports Freak Brian Hall, and I asked one very basic question. What did the PGA Tour get out of this? And I have racked my brain on this now for five hours, Mm -hmm. and there's only one answer. What's that? Money. It is a limitless checkbook. And so Rory McIlroy and all these other PGA Tour guys, we would never do that because we take the moral high ground. Cool. Retire right now. If you don't do it today, I don't want to hear another word (laughs) from you ever again. See, if I'm those guys, if I'm Rory McIlroy, if I'm uh, Tiger Woods, I feel a little betrayed today. I don't see how you can't because I was – We were the ones that stood up there at every press conference defending the PGA and the history and calling these guys sellouts and all of the things. And now the PGA just put me in a foot-in-my-mouth situation Mm -hmm. where now, what's the next time Rory McIlroy gets in front of a microphone, what are we going to say? What's the media going to ask him? I know what my first question would be. Uh, Rory, 
Uh, Penny, for your thoughts. Your turn. Now you talk. That's how conversations work. It's not going to be open-ended like that because some smart reporter is going to have to ask Rory McIlroy the question of, hey, you remember all those human rights allegations that we were talking about and you were bashing the Saudi government and all of that? How does it make you feel to know that they're now more than 50% partners in the PGA? And you know what? Anybody that does, I respect you. But damn Jay Monahan for putting me in that position. I, anybody that walks away from this and says, I don't want to take their money, I respect you. I do. And it's ironic that I woke up this morning and I don't know why I had just a, a burr in my bonnet about people and their their this unbelievable desire that we have to agree on everything. And these are, this is not an apples to apples thing. Okay. But I'm looking at the PGA Tour going, how much good can they do? That's what Jay Moynihan said a hundred times this morning. How much good can we do for the youth in this game? How much good can we do for the, the participants in this game? How much can we do to grow this game? And what I feel like he really wanted to say, this dude sitting beside me has a limitless checkbook. We're never going to get rid of them. It's not going to happen. I told you that from the jump. They don't care how it rates. They don't care what you think. They have a limitless checkbook. And I cannot remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but he's now the the chairman of the PGA Tour. What he basically said is that we uh, – I learned a stat today that I did not know. The population of Saudi Arabia is 75%, 35 or younger. Wow. Which is an amazing number. And basically what he said is that we want to grow the entertainment, we want to grow the sports, we want to grow all these things for our for our country. And I'm not saying that I don't know any of the things they do. I know what's been alleged, but I understand this is a guy that was put in, in control of a trust to grow things within this country. The PGA Tour looked at this and went, we'll never beat you, ever. You will mm-hmm. be a thorn in our foot until we do something. And now I look at this and say, this is this is a good day for the for the game of golf, because now we can get away from this stupid talk of is live going to take anything away from the PGA Tour? No. And from everything I can tell, you're going to have a team element in the PGA, which I don't see a negative in that. I really don't. No. Do I think guys like Rory and uh, do I think they're going to participate in that? No, I don't. What I think is going to happen, you will see the PGA's tour schedule stay largely exactly the same way it was. You will see eight to ten, and I don't know if they're going to call them live events. I, I don't know. Where you have the music at the first tee, you've got people throwing beers on the golf course, and I went through the world golf rankings, and the the the, the premier name that I could think of was Sahith Thagala. This is a guy I've been on in every tour event this year, playing DraftKings and, and fantasy, things like that. You're going to be able to put guys like that on the main stage as a captain of these teams, having these, instead of golf being this stuffy, pretentious sport that has been forever, now I can debut this guy, show the personality that I saw in that documentary that he did with Netflix. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't see the negative for the game here. I don't. I don't see a negative either. Uh, the the PGA gets to now they now they have the resources to pay, mm-hmm. which was, oh salaries are coming, the, which was the problem. The problem was was that we're not making enough mm-hmm. in the PGA, so we can go make this gob of money over here. Okay, well now that money come, not all of that money, but 
a great portion of that money is now coming to the PGA so the PGA can have the bigger purses, the bigger prizes that gets more people involved, that does better for your young stars, gives them, you know, a better living to live off of. The salaries and, are coming to the PGA Tour. Absolutely. That's just that's the way it works. And, and it's probably going to be tied to the to the FedEx Cup points if I had to bet. Mm-hmm. Is that there will now there will be a prize if you finish in the top 30. And then there's going to be a salary attached to where you finish in those standings at the end of the regular season. Right. I don't know if because I Because there's no way you're going to look at Dustin Johnson and go, so you've made $36 million this year. How about you come back to the PGA Tour for... Why? Why would I do that? Why would I do that? I'm going to continue to make high-level money. Mm-hmm. I'll come back to your tour, but I'm still going to continue to do this as well. And so it gets rid of all of these things and... I you know I I don't take victory laps in in morality. I think there's a lot of people that have a lot of morality. You know who they don't tend to be? Uh the executives of corporations like the PGA Tour. That was what drove me nuts about this from the get-go is that you're making this about something that it's not. Right. This is capitalism. You had to make it a political thing. Yeah, and that's and I'm going to be honest with you, that is the, the whole tenet of my day has been not everything is political. It's it's not. Sometimes it's just golf. Jay Moynihan is in charge of the PGA Tour of America to make golf a better sport. This was always the way it was going to end. And it's sad that Donald Trump is the only person that I saw say that out loud before it happened. Well, I don't know that I, I I, I didn't I didn't believe that. I didn't believe that this was the way that it would end. I be, I, I never thought there would they, be a merger. I thought the PGA tour was going to turn in to live. They were going to have oh, to pick really? up all. Well, that's what I said. Was that the the long lasting impression of live, whether whether it survives or not, is you will cut down on the tour schedule. You will stop expecting these mid card guys to to play twenty five tournaments a year. There will be some form of salary. The purses will go up, which had already happened, and that will be the long lasting mark that live makes. Mm-hmm. Well, I missed it by that much. Right. I did not expect a merger between the two. I never expected the PGA to go, okay. I never expect, expected the PGA to submit. And I know that I know how that sounds, and that's that's not how I mean it. This is not Jay Monahan and the PGA just, you know, laying down and going, okay, well, you, you, you beat us, it's over. But it kind of be- is. They didn't beat it, them by any stretch. No. I think this is great for all parties involved. I do too. The, the the LIV was never going to work, and I think it I think it comes down to one specific reason it was because the PGA logo wasn't on it. If the PGA logo had existed on the LIV to begin with, we would have watched it. We would we would have cared a little bit more. I will agree with you to a point. I do not agree with you that Live failed in any shape, form, or fashion. They did exactly what they were after. That's what irked me about this I don't so know much. That they did though. Okay, so what? Live came about. I, why? I, live. I think Live came about to take down the PGA. I disagree. I don't think it came into. It wasn't about nobody the game. with an IQ above salad dressing ever thought you could do that. Nobody. They came in, and this is the reason they were filing a monopoly lawsuit on the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour had monopolized this game and was not doing anything to grow it. Mm-hmm. So a group of people that had been run afoul by the PGA Tour went and basically started their own tour and went, we're going to do all the things that we asked you to do forever. 
took two years before they realized they're not going away. Mm-hmm. They're not going to run out of money ever. They print it. So they'll just continue to be a thorn in our heel until we get rid of them to some point. I'm with you. I never thought the merger was coming. Mm-hmm. When this broke this morning, I wish the camera and on my computer had been on my face to see the look of, what did I just read? <laughs> Could you run that by me one more time? Uh, yeah. I, I did pretty much the same thing. Never expected the PGA to bring them into the fold. I mean, I feel like there's there are, there are so many tentacles of this, but what it all boils down to is that uh, the, 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 the Saudi group here has, has just bought a portion of the PGA. Now, and I, I think mean, that's the, what they wanted in the first place. They wanted legitimacy. They wanted into the, into the golf game. And when they knew that they couldn't get a, a seat at the table, they went, oh, well, we can get it this way. We'll just create a rival. And then when you're sick of us being the burr in your bonnet, then you'll give us what we want. You'll give us a seat at the table. And, and that's and entirely possible. That's enti- that could be what they were after. But this is, and and maybe I'm being rose-colored glasses. I don't think anybody's ever called me an uh, an optimist in my entire life. But I'm looking at the amount of money, the amount of exposure, the amount of growing the game that can come from this. And I'm not, I, I, I'm just personally not seeing the negative. No, you I'm get not. all your stars back. Everybody gets comes back into the fold. I was, was listening to... Uh, I listened to the show before us talk about this, and and Adam Gold was, you know, he was on this kick about how the the PGA took a big L on this. I don't see, I don't see how. All. So I mean, and that's one of those, and and I love Adam, but he you would have to explain that to me in great detail mm-hmm. of what the loss is here, because now you get all your stars back. So all the things that we've seen at majors, this is now your daily life. You're also taking the team element. I mean, I don't know how much social media you do, but Liv kills the game on social media. They are absolutely, oh, absolutely. Really? To make these tournaments look cool, no doubt. Seeing these things that happen on the first tee and how this is just, it's not the country club mentality that golf has been forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, I've played it my entire life. And to me, you can mix all of these things together and a positive can come out of this. Mm-hmm. I don't see an L for the PGA Tour. I, don't I certainly either. don't see one for Liv. No, I don't see an L for anybody here, really. And the DP World Tour, uh, hey, this is the first time you've ever been said on any show in this country. It's a major W for them. Absolutely. Major W for the uh, for the European Tour. But, you know, I can see this. The calendar is going to get bigger. You're going to have all of these events that are now going to be added because you're still going to have you're still going to have your usual tournaments you know you no got doubt. your 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 tried and trues obviously the majors will never change and all of that but these lesser tournaments maybe you have fewer of those and have some of these team events that bounce around the country that's the way i think this will go you'll see those lower tier events where you don't get anybody in the top 20 that plays in them mm-hmm. or you get one guy that walks in and goes well i'm going to finish in the top 10 here cuz i showed up which is a glorified appearance fee, mm-hmm. which is, by the way, one of the things that these live guys were looking for was we're tired of showing up to these tournaments and making zero dollars. 
I think that's where I think that's where this got lost. And it's it's something we do in this country, and it drives me absolutely bananas. You take what somebody says, and instead of listening to what they said, you regurgitate what you what what you wanted them to say mm-hmm. and how you interpreted what they what they did. Mm-hmm. These guys were tired of flying to events, and if I don't finish in the top seventy, I made zero dollars. Ask yourself this question: Would you ever go to work? knowing that there was a better than 50% chance that you were going to make no money for doing it. No. There you go. That was the argument the whole time. And you got all these analysts and all these talking heads that made this something that it wasn't. I'm looking out for my career. Golfers have a finite period of time. And you can say, oh, they can play on the Champions Tour. Go back and look and see what those guys actually make and realize that uh, I'm telling the truth here. Mm Mm-hmm. You could be the best player on the Champions Tour and not touch a a good year of earnings for a high-level PGA Tour player. Those who were loyal to the PGA, yeah, they they stayed in good standing with, with, with the league, sure. But they missed out on a major payday that some of these other guys got. That's who and took now the you L. don't have it. That's who took the L. Mm-hmm. It's the guys like Rory that took this hard line and did exactly what I just said. You didn't listen to what they said. You took what, your little hurt feelings and projected it in a way to get people to jump on your side. And now what are you going to do? Because if you're really towing that moralist line, then you should be you should be giving back your tour card today. Mm-hmm. I mean, am I, am I reading that incorrectly? No. If that's what all this was about, okay, bring your tour card and leave it on Jay Moynihan's desk today. I will say... You are a pillar of following your heart. You're not going to do that, and I know that definitively, mm-hmm. which is why I'm going to call you the same thing I call people that do this on social media all the time. You're a troll that likes to click on your keyboard and be heard, whether you're actually saying anything or not. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact-free pickup with Ingalls Curbside. Just visit shop.ingles-markets.com or download the app. And your Ingalls personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com.
The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. It is the Sportsocracy back on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM at 1400. What's uh, what's what's going on there, Jeremy? My, my, my computer is just choosing violence. Oh. I, I think where I banged on my keyboard, it's just mad at me now, so anything I tell it to do, it goes, no. No. I'm, I'm going to do, do something else. I'm not going to do it. See, I would, I, w- I would do that to my keyboard, but then things start playing, and yeah. that's not a good thing. Yeah, frankly, uh, we need to be as nice to your computer as humanly possible. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, today a big, uh, it's a monumental day in sports news, PGA, merging with the Live Tour and the DP World Tour. I can't wait until the NFL starts feeling the pressure from the XFL and they have to merge. Uh, yeah, that's not happening <laughs> that's anytime not happening. soon. <laughs> that's the XFL's bailout plan, though. Uh, speaking of the NFL, though, we have we have the latest in the gambling saga uh, we got another one. Isaiah Rogers, cornerback for the Indianapolis Colts. He gone. He is done like dishwater. I so we don't know the specifics. We don't know much of what he did, but we do know it was him. Because he, ca- he came out on Twitter and apologized and said he's willing to make amends and do all the things to right the wrong. Here's the problem. I hate to tell you, if you bet on your own team, bye. There's no amends that can be made after that. They suspended Calvin Ridley for a year for for betting on the sport with his team nowhere involved in it. Mm-hmm. You bet on your own team, you're done. Pete Rose, banished. You fired. You're banished to the to the Isle of Misfit Toys. This is the only way this can go down. Roger Goodell has to be the guy. He has to be the guy to set the president precedent and say no more. You cannot bet on your own team or you are done for life. Sucks to now, suck. I but will say, Isaiah Rogers, you you bit the big one on this, bro. Well, I mean, and I I have to say what I've always said about Pete Rose. I really don't care if you bet on your own team, as long as you bet on your own team it's when you bet on yourself to lose that's when i go that's a problem okay that's not good i never really had a and look i'm gonna double down on what i said in the first segment i ain't a moralist all right i i'm i've made it perfectly clear i have a price uh and (laughs) and i don't think that's surprising to anybody that's listening to me right now i never had an issue with pete rose i've never had a problem with these guys betting on the league period but the league does. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the, what I think means nothing, the league's been pretty clear on this. Yeah. We're hammering guys for, for betting NBA parlays. What do you think we're going to do to a guy that's been betting on his own team? Mm-hmm. And Roger Goodell, well within his rights to do this, it is written in this, in the, uh, in, in the collective bargaining agreement that, banishment from the game for life is on the table depending on the uh, uh, the i guess Severity. the mitigating circumstances or whatever like the way i don't know how you can be this dumb the the story i read is basically the kid's got a gambling problem it got bad mm-hmm. quote unquote pervasive pervasive it's an interesting word i also don't know what that word means that's like, it's a lot it's a lot. It's a mess. Whole mess. If you if you do something, uh, you know, and a pervasive amount, 
That's the exact opposite of a paltry amount. Well, that's maybe that'll help you remember poultry. It won't. <laughs> it's just like elk. I never remember. It's not elk. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is the only way this can play out. Is Roger Goodell banning Isaiah Rogers for life? I can't see a way it doesn't. I I mean, we know definitively he has bet on games involving the Colts. Mm -hmm. What is the way you could do that that it's not forever? You can't. Because I can't come up with one. You can't. Even if it was like a player prop on a guy that you knew wasn't going to play. You're still taking insider information and using it in a nefarious way, Mm -hmm. and you're the first one to do it. You're way too close to the situation to be involved. You cannot wager on your own team. You know too much. By the way, this is some people argue that about the sport. Like if you're, you know, if you're Isaiah Rogers, you shouldn't even be allowed to bet on the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. Some people believe that. I don't. I'm not one of those. I feel like as long as you're not inside the room, you have about as much information as everybody else. Uh, Gigi Gambling, uh, who is our resident casino operator, said that means in layman's terms that he has a few markers from a couple casinos for a lot, and that's pretty much how I read it. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're not a gambler, that means uh, he's leveraged quite aggressively across several books. And that's the see. That's what the sport has always had a problem with, and it's not. This is another one of those times that I think people fixate on the wrong things. Guys are not going to be throwing games in the NFL. I've said this on I think every show I've ever done. Mm-hmm. The gamblers will figure you out quicker than anybody else will. That is how we have found out about Tim Donaghy. That's how we found out about practically every gambling thing that's ever gone on. Is that the gamblers went something's up, mm-hmm. something's weird. We keep getting bit the wrong direction three or four times. Something's weird. The problem is what happens when you do get in debt and you get down and now you're at the mercy of what somebody could convince you to do. And the NFL is the bulletproof big bad wolf. They're not going to take kid gloves with anything that could compromise the integrity of the game. And just what little we know of this Isaiah Rogers thing, I, I feel like you're already in a position that you have to drop a hammer and you don't have a choice. Absolutely. The Calvin Ridley suspension last year was the shot across the bow to say, hey, guys, just so you know, this is what can happen if you're going to do this. And now you've taken it one step further. Now, well, well and then you've had – the, the the first wave of this year remember we're still waiting for the for the, for the follow-up report to the second wave claim that was coming there's a second wave of uh, of violations i don't know if this is the second wave but i feel like if it, a wave means there's multiples so i think we're probably going to see another announcement come from the league in a matter of days or weeks where another slew of players has been suspended because they violated the policy. This felt like an example to me. Well, it's just, an, it, as you said, it's it's an egregious case, and you have well, to treat that accordingly. It, well, and that's kind of what I'm saying is I wouldn't be shocked if there were more guys, and they're going to get those same six-game suspensions that we look at and we talk about for a day and then we largely forget. 
I wouldn't be shocked if this is the one, and Gigi Gambling basically took the words right out of my mouth, that he wouldn't be shocked if this was pushed out to the media by the casinos. I wouldn't be shocked if this was pushed out to the media by the NFL of, here you go, Adam Schefter. How about you run with that? Because I, Jake, intern Jake, who was here yesterday, is a lifelong Colts fan, and I told him we were trying to figure out who it could be because mm-hmm. it was obviously somebody who was on the roster last year. And I said, you know, we can do this, or we can sit here and wait for about an hour, and we're going to know who it is mm-hmm. because this has all the makings of this is being leaked because we want you to know we're setting this up and the hammer's going to drop aggressively. Mm-hmm aggressively and as swiftly as possible the announcement will come very shortly i have no doubts about that you are in the sportsocracy and this is espn Asheville. when we come back we'll get just a bit outside our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great at home trust bank we're proud of that and that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Did you know Ingalls Only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville and seen everywhere on YouTube. The, um... Well, uh, in a, you know, there's there's one market, one major sports market that we always, well, there's a few that we like to make fun of at times. But Cleveland's one of them. Like, how many times have we said, who wants to go play in Cleveland? Well, I, I mean, stories like this might be a reason why people don't want to go play in Cleveland. You ever been to Cleveland? 3.30 in the morning yesterday, Greg Newsom. And Perry and Winfrey of the Cleveland Browns, they were they were out of the club. They were having a good old time. 3.30 in the morning uh, uh, on Monday, they leave the club, go to a, the go to the, uh, Greg Newsom's truck in a nearby parking lot. Six dudes in masks pull up, rob them, and steal the trucks. Take all their jewelry and, I guess, cell phones and money and all that and take the car as well. Hold them at gunpoint. Now, this this can happen anywhere. No doubt. I'm just taking the cheap shot at Cleveland because it's, it's, it's easy. Uh, my question is, what, 
I want to know more. I want to know more details about this. I I'm going to follow this case because I want to know. Like, well, I mean, six dudes is aggressive. Six dudes is a lot. You're also leaving out the uh, uh, the the headline of the story. It's the second Brown to get their car stolen in three days. I was going to get there. Uh, you were taking way too I long. I was going to get there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Demetric Felton, backup running back for the Cleveland Browns, also had his car stolen over the weekend out of the garage at his apartment building, which is just terrible luck, a horrible coincidence. But this, I, I mean, if you're a professional athlete and you're going to go out for the night, do you ever tell anybody? Like, I, 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 I need to be anonymous. I need to be somewhere where people can't see me they don't know i'm not posting on facebook and instagram and all those i'm not i'm not posting shots from the club because i would be afraid something like this would happen yeah people, i'm gonna wager that's the not word how this spreads happened. really I'm gonna the wager. word spread that these two nfl players were there and that's how they got robbed a hundred percent there's no chance that six dudes in ski master were just sitting around wait i wonder who's gonna come out of this club tonight well i mean they do i mean it depends on where you are uh, they didn't steal much off their person. They stole a vehicle. So, I mean, that's not, that doesn't exactly take a ton of planning. Hey, we're together. That's a really nice car. Uh, we should steal that. Now, one thing I don't understand, and I've never understood, stealing cars. You do realize there's a tracker in every one of them, right? <laughs> that is that is true. Don't Don't do crimes, especially crimes that lead directly to you. But you think this was just a this was just a by chance? I don't think thing? it's. I, I've I've always thought the 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 you make yourself a target because you said where you were on Instagram. Perry on Winfrey is six foot one, two hundred ninety five pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say he was followed. I'm not going to say that this was specifically targeted to him. I'm just saying you're taking one whale of a risk. I mean, Barry Winfrey's a big dude. Mm-hmm. That's why I've always that's said this about me. I've always said this about me. I'll tell you where I'm going. Uh, you better eat your Wheaties because I ain't the one. No, oh, 100%. So and I, I, I think you're taking maybe right, looking maybe, a little too deep into maybe, that. And maybe. maybe I'm being naive. I say where I am all the time. Nobody's ever felt the urge, and I hope they never do. I was a professional fighter, and that is the only time I'm going to warn you of that. My story is about the Oakland A's. We've thought it was just a given that they were going to Las Vegas. Well, maybe not so much. Now what's happened? The Nevada legislature has decided to discard the bill that would give them $380 million of assistance to build their stadium on the Strip in Las Vegas. If you are not familiar with parliamentary procedure and what that means, that means now the governor, Joe Lombardo, would need to call a special legislative session with an agenda set by the governor, which basically means he would have to reconvene them with the, no, 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 you're going to vote on this. Mm -hmm. And even if that happens, it doesn't guarantee that MLB would sign off on this. This is one of those things, the the more I've read on this, the more of a, this is a warning uh, of, okay, there's a lot of maybe dissent in the legislature mm-hmm. in Nevada as to whether they want to do this or not? There's, there's always going to be dissent. When you're talking well, about Well, this giving, is your third team in five years. Right, but when you're get, when, but also when you're talking about giving hundreds of millions of dollars of taxpayer money to a sports entity, 
you that's something that you as a legislator and as a representative of the people you have to give people time to weigh in on this or at least that's the thought of, well i mean they've had a pretty good amount of time gonna to weigh just in. shove this through well and i've i from everything that i have read and and as i've gone down this rabbit hole i don't even think it's giving them time you had to build the arena for the knights you had to build the stadium for the for, for the raiders well that gigantic football stadium can be used for a lot of things that arena for the hockey team can be used for a lot of things a baseball field's only good for one thing I mean, we did this for a long time and oh look we'll have concerts on the yeah it destroys everything and the fact that you have a big dirt mound right in the middle of it is kind of a problem it's not like a multi-use facility and i, I mean i hate to be the the anti-baseball guy here i am breaking up my first set of baseball bangers i told you years ago if well, they did that send me to a meeting so now i'm gonna hold you to that but the only way that matters is if the city owns it if the state owns it or well, whoever well i mean they're gonna have a piece of it because you're asking for 380 million dollars well that doesn't mean you get a piece of it uh, that gives you, you find me one where they have tax breaks uh, okay you find me one that in the last 25 years where they haven't had some use of that facility i'll wait because uh, there ain't one even jerry world the city still benefits from that in some shape or fashion well, of course it does. And it's Jerry an, owns that. It's an infrastructure booster. And Jerry owns that. All right. Mm -hmm. But what so, I'm saying is they have no say in it. It's not like they're a partner. No, no but uh, we're, we're, again, we're saying the same thing here without saying it. This doesn't really benefit the city except for an MLB team. And I'm not sure that that's actually an appeal. That's what this whole vote looks like to me of, well, we brought in a hockey team and it happened in no time. The Raiders happened in no time. MLB team. Major League Baseball teams are expensive. Mm -hmm. You have to and staff that entire place. And there's a lot that goes in. You got to get too. fans it's, in there. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's also, you know, how fast this process has gone. It's I mean, sure this has been in this has been a thought for years that a team could move here, but once you're trying to get the the political wheels moving, it it takes a while, and if the legislature session ended yesterday, well, they just started working on this bill what three weeks ago. So it's I, tough it wasn't to get a problem. Things. It wasn't a problem with the hockey team. Well, you don't know when that came up. You don't know how long that was that was bandied about in the legislature. You don't know how long the time frame was. What I'm saying is, getting a bill passed in three weeks is tough. Like it's one of the hardest things that you could do. You can't. You got to go through committees, and you got to go through all this. I mean, we're going through this with the with the North Carolina legislature right now. They're going through the sports gambling bill today. The House says like their fifteenth vote on this thing because it's been passed and then it's been amended and it's gone to the different chambers. And so now I think you're missing the, the point stat. of they didn't even talk about it. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's, because it came in and it never passed through committee. And so now the legislative session's over. We're not holding on for this bill. Yeah. If you, and, and maybe this is, not, I mean, you were in political talk a lot longer than, uh, because I was at zero days. I was in there zero. <laughs> yeah. I was in there zero days. But it, it, for me, for you to, and this is basically the reaction that's come from the politicians on mm -hmm. Twitter, uh -huh. which is what I'm gleaning from this, okay. is that it was the legislator, legislature going, we ain't interested in this. We don't even want to talk about it because we're good. Mm -hmm. We've already forked over the money for the hockey team, for the NFL team. We saw the merit in those. We don't see the merit in this. We're good.
and it doesn't really appear that the governor is going to, uh, as of now, there are no. no intentions for a special convening of the legislature. No, because if there's that much, if there's that much uh, dissension about it now, there's nothing a special session is going to do. This is a special session only lasts for enough and time I guess to take that, the vote. And I guess that's what I'm saying. Right. Is the, you're going at it from the, the parliamentary procedure element of it. Right. I'm looking at it as as total layman here. If you really wanted this, you don't care if it's three weeks. I don't care if it's three hours. You would have at least talked about it. The fact they took the bill, they said it, and went, nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, on to the next one. No, we're good. But it'll probably be one of these things that it'll be reintroduced in the next session when that starts up in the September or whenever. I don't know how their how their legislature works, but that's typically how these things go. If you can't get it in by the deadline, well, then we'll just pick it up next session. The, the more interesting part of this, at least to me, is would you even want a Major League Baseball team? Like if you're Las Vegas, would you even want this? absolutely i don't know that i agree with you why what's the what, well because you're putting this in prime real estate in in nevada and mm-hmm. no i don't say nevada i've already seen three people in the uh, sorry there's something about the way people say that word just but whose property that's the question well i mean it's, it's in las it's vegas bally's property right like, and, and like bally's is doing all the heavy lifting here I, they just need that. the help from the government and i got that or want it i guess it's, are they going to do it themselves no everything in this ap story says no no. they're not doing it by themselves no and where i'm headed with this is that you've got a team that's been in oakland for a bajillion years they draw hundreds of people a night even before the move thing came up why would i be interested in this vegas is not a town and i'm really trying not to take a shot here this is not a town like columbus ohio you know they have a hockey team that's their team Mm-hmm. in vegas this is the 15th biggest attraction at best and there's a lot of it there's a lot of cars there's a lot of traffic and i don't really see what the squeeze is i just don't get it i i, I haven't gotten the entire time i didn't voice it because it looked like it was just going to push through mm-hmm. but now the pushback okay i i understand why you don't want to have 81 home dates a year of this many extra cars on the strip for a major league baseball team that, that can't uh, so it's thirty thousand seat stadium do you think they're going to fill that because i'll go ahead and tell you they're not practically no team in baseball even comes close and mm-hmm. uh, you give me the well that's the number they said uh okay how many butts did you actually <laughs> have in seats right watch a game and tell me right and so now i'm looking at the a's going okay let's say i'm right here and vegas is the the, the legislature is saying we're good we do now you wait for how long you won't have to wait long i don't you'll get a definitive answer soon and i okay you didn't listen to what i said let's say vegas is off the table where you turn to now oh san antonio probably or one of these one of these smaller cities that's been looking for one i mean if you absolutely i mean you do you if you're oakland you absolutely have to move we we've been down this path now we've pissed off everybody telling them we're leaving like, well, I mean, you're certainly leaving, leaving Oakland somewhere. You're certainly leaving Oakland. I just, I'm not a baseball guy. And I'm looking at the team with the lowest attendance in baseball. I don't see the allure of you. It's not like you're bringing a bunch of people into our city. 
We can't get people to cross the street to come to our games in the city we've been in forever. I've never looked at Vegas as, man, that's a great baseball town. Have you? No. Not really. Hockey, I understood. I mean, they had a AAA team. They've had AAA baseball for a long time. And that's fine. Minor that's League Baseball great. is, uh, the schedule's much shorter. Mm -hmm. It's much more an experience. It's much cheaper. I, I don't look at Vegas and go, oh, yeah, that's going to be a great baseball town. It'll just be another attraction in the in the long list of things that you can go to and as long as uh as as long as bally's wants to make it happen and they want to tear down the the tropicana and build the baseball stadium there they're more than happy to but i'll be honest with you i mean i we uh, we've been round and round about this on uh you know in my days of political talk radio about the carolina panthers if you're looking at me as a taxpayer wanting me to pay a hundred three hundred million dollars or whatever it is for this billionaire to build a stadium, pound sand, I'm done. Yeah, I can't go on. I, I don't in any way agree with you on that. Go on. The the number of jobs this brings about, the the, the notoriety for the city. But wait a minute, you just said special the, the, use. the traffic. In Vegas, that's the only city I'm saying this about. That's a complete tourist town. I see At what any given time, ninety percent of the people that are in Vegas are visiting Vegas. I'm just not. I'm, I'm just because not. most of the people that live there do not live mm -hmm. on the Strip. They live outside of Absolutely. the city. So I'm just looking at this, going, "You have all of these attractions, and now I'm going to add Major League Baseball, mm -hmm. something that on television, which you get for the price of picking your remote, putting your beer down, and picking up your remote, and you still can't get people to watch I it. Got no problem with you wanting to bring the team here." He's not giving you our money to do it with. I've I've always hated that argument. Uh, like one of these days, just say, and this, it's an old Tim Allen line of man. I wish there was a thing on the ballot where I could say what my money went to. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? You that ain't coming. You so, uh, you look at what the government spends money on. I, I've I've told this story. I worked for the government. They spent eight. It was either eight hundred or eight thousand. Now it's been so long, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. On a door mm -hmm. has three functions. Open, close, and lock. That door <laughs> didn't do any of those three things. Right. right. Well, that's not true. It would open because it never closed. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville coming up after the Sports Center update at the top of the hour. We are going to get into the top 13. Yeah, 13 is the uh, lucky number for, for Floster Damas. And it's the show so number. So we're going down the uh, top 13 edge rushers in the NFL for 2023 on a Power Rankings Tuesday. And next, Jeremy's baseball bangers. You never thought the day would come, ladies and gentlemen, but that day I certainly didn't has arrived. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WBNC. 
TNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Coffee's the closers only. Get them the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Last night I took my first soiree into hockey bangers. And, well, didn't go well. I took Florida, they got smoked. I took the under, Vegas covered it by themselves because I didn't listen to a very vital piece of information that all the hockey betters told me. Just because 97% of the public's on one side doesn't mean it's wrong in hockey. Apparently, same thing applies to baseball. So, I'm going to try to apply those tonight since we're one night away from my 2023 NBA champion Denver Nuggets reclaiming home court and taking control of their series again. This is Green on Green brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low prices, love the savings. I always said if I did baseball, you should find a meeting for me somewhere. Well, Apparently, it's time to book that trip because I got three of them for you tonight. First, the Miami Marlins in the money line against the Kansas City Royals. Jesus Lazardo takes the mound tonight. He's been fantastic. Kansas City cannot hit lefties to save their lives. So to me, this seems about as easy as it gets. I know it's minus 160, so you got to spend money to make a little money, but this is a place to do it. You mean the Miami Marlins outright. Next, I go to a game with a good offense, a decent offense, and two pitchers that haven't been particularly good lately. The Chicago White Sox are at the New York Yankees over unders eight and a half. I'm going over. Anytime I see Clark Schmidt for the Yankees, I pretty much assume you don't have to do much for me to cover an over because the Yankees offense is good and Clark Schmidt hasn't been. Over eight and a half between the White Sox and the Yankees. And finally, the New York Mets. My New York Mets. And I'm not really proud to say that, but they are. Take on the Atlanta Braves. Over under is nine and a half in a game where the Braves are throwing out Bryce Elder. Stop. That's too easy. And it makes me feel like I'm falling into a trap, but I'm doing it anyway. Under nine and a half between the Mets and the Braves. For more, find us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. And as always, love the savings with Ingles, love the winnings with me. Mull it out. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingles Supermarkets. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. Or you're listening to us on the iHeartRadio app. Or you may be watching us live on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com if you haven't already. Click the uh, live video in the middle of the in, in the middle of the page. And once you're through to YouTube, subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. Four o'clock hour here. It's a Power Rankings Tuesday. And so today... We're going to focus on the edge rushers in the NFL. And we'll do this position by position for every position in the league as we go through the offseason. Because, well, you know, it. we can only talk about golf once every what, six <laughs> weeks. Right, and there are only so many, uh, so many gambling banishments that can come down from the NFL. 
uh, and so many teams in college football that can that can change uh, conferences. Feel like that's what the news has been dominated with lately. Which is funny because none of them have done that. No, and yet we're still talking about it a lot. Indeed, we are. Uh, so, top thirteen edge rushers for twenty twenty three in the NFL. Jeremy, we start from the bottom. Now we're here. Number 13. This is going to sound really low, but I'm not sure that it's not too high. It's Von Miller. Okay. Look, he was special last year. The little bit he played. There's only 450 snaps. Mm -hmm. He is older. This is the second really big injury. I trust that he will come back and be impactful. Does it not tell you something they signed Leonard Floyd? I mean, I get that he's an insurance piece and he's 30, and, or I actually think he's 29. Something like that. Yeah. He's somewhere in there. That screams to me we're not 100% sure what we're getting out of Vaughn. No. I, and yes, there is some truth to that. However, it's also more insurance policy. You know, teams don't look at their guys and go, well, we're expecting you to get hurt. They're looking at Vaughn Miller going, what happened to our pass rush last year after Vaughn went down? And I get that. You so we've only, got to have something. I understand that. You only have 53 spots on the roster. And you got to look at how many guys I know definitively are making this team. Right, you just re-signed, and I know he's an interior guy, but you just re-signed Ed Oliver. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the interior is set. Mm-hmm. You brought in Puna Ford. You've got Ed Oliver. Mm-hmm. Daquan Jones, Tim Settle. Shane Ray has no shot of Shaq Lawson, A.J. Epinesa, Von Miller, Boogie Basham, Greg Russo, Leonard Floyd. That's 10 of your guys. 10 playing defensive line, Mm -hmm. which is – that's extensive. Most teams are somewhere in the neighborhood of eight. Right. So that Leonard Floyd thing, we we didn't get the chance to talk about that when it happened. But when I saw it, my first thought was, I don't think they feel as good about Von as they should. I don't think you can. And I'm not faulting them for that. You cannot feel as good about Von Miller as you did when he signed with you last year. You just can't. I mean, the guy is not getting any younger. And, you know, we talked about it. I told you I thought that 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 was way too much to to promise him in the first place. It was a lot, but it's a contract that they can get out of some of on the backside. Sure. It's, It's not as end of the world. I feel like this might be low, but I think you're in the ballpark. For me, it was between him and really Trey Hendrickson. That was about the only one that didn't quite make the list that I went, I probably. And for me, 12, 13, and 14 are basically interchangeable. If you wanted to have Trey at 12 and boot out Von Miller or or the next name on the list, you're not going to get a massive disagreement for me when he went out at 11 playing 11 games last year von miller was the eighth best pass rusher in the league yeah he was on pace for having a career year Mm -hmm. rivaling some of his best seasons and that's what i see i just the injury risk puts him it's got to push him down yes i agree number 12 aiden hutchinson Detroit Lions. Now, is this a little bit of projection? Yes. Because he needs to get a little better from what I saw last year. If he stays the same player I saw last year, he should have been the first one out. 
and Trey Hendrickson should have been in. Like I said, you can interchange the three. I you're gonna get no. I'm not gonna jump up and down. I love the kid. I think he's a phenomenal young pass rusher. And all of the things that have gone into Detroit, this is probably the year where we go, okay. <laughs> yeah, Jacksonville, you boo-boo getting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we understand you like Trayvon Walker and, and how multiple he is, but Aiden Hutchinson was the best pass rusher in that class. And I saw, I saw bits of it last year. A, a good number of them. It just didn't happen as consistently. And so I am projecting a little bit, but I don't think it's that much. I don't think you're projecting all that much at all. I mean, first year, how Did you have him in the top 13 just out of curiosity? 100%. Okay. How effective can you be as a rookie coming into the NFL? Um, in the YouTube comments, as we were heading into this, um, Gigi Gambling was asking for you to rank side by side with these top 13 pass rushers the top 13 rookie pass rushers because he apparently has the thing for byron young and just really wants to know where you would have him ranked as a rookie pass rusher i would i would have to look at that in the break but and and i'm not expecting you to answer the question i'm bringing this up because i just want i mean how good can you be as a rookie pass rusher Obviously, about we, what Aiden Hutchinson right, was. Uh, he had one of the best rookie years we've right. seen in a when long you, when time. When you come into the league, there's a massive learning curve. And I think if you can roll through a rookie season and have uh, nine and a half sacks, and I think he had like 50-something pressures on quarterbacks, ranked in the top 25 in quarterback pressures last year for, for edge rushers, this guy, I, he's got all the makings. You can't expect him to be a top 10 pass rusher first year out. You add some pieces to the defense, though. You get another year under the scheme. Nobody leaves. You, you got a lot of continuity with this team. The defense is only going to get better, and Aiden is going to be a superstar. Well, I, the thing about him is that he he had one really – he basically had a tale of three seasons. There was one game early on against, I think it was Washington – then he, he had was like three sacks. Yes, yeah. and he was just out of this world. Then he went through kind of a lull, had another big game, and then it wasn't necessarily the big burst until the last game of the season against Green Bay. But those the the flashes of him are good enough for me mm-hmm. to him to for him to be on this list. Mm-hmm. I think with with him and James Houston's going to take another step this year. You got Jack Campbell thrown into that defense with Malcolm Rodriguez. I I like a lot of the pieces on that defense. I think the, it's going to open up a lot of opportunities to get to the quarterback for Aiden. Uh, by the way, to answer the question you asked about Byron Young, he would be my one, two, three, four, five. He'd be my seven as seven. a rookie. Okay. Behind all of the ones that you would assume, except Keon White, because he's going to play three, four defensive end. Great player. I just don't know how great of a pass rusher he's going to be. But he will be helping out a player that we're going to talk about momentarily. All right, Gigi, there's your answer. So uh, Byron Young would be his seventh best rookie pass rusher out of uh, this year's rookie class. Number 11. This is going to feel too high to some and not high enough to others. Brian Burns of the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm in the not high enough realm here i can physically not figure out how you have 
him in front of any of the 10 in front of him. I I like him, and I think he is going to be a dog this year. Mm-hmm. You get him in that in that Azure Avero scheme and really allow him to be rangy. Now, I'll be honest with you, I don't love him standing up. I didn't when he came out, and I don't right now. Because I think there will be lapses in coverage that kind of mitigate his impact. Because he can't do what Aiden Hutchinson did. The The most dumbfounding thing of Hutchinson last year for me was how good he was when he was asked to drop. Didn't happen a ton, but it was enough of a risk that you couldn't just throw the kitchen sink at him to keep him from bull rushing you. I feel like with Brian Burns, I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. You want to drop? Knock yourself out. You're hyper-athletic? Cool. Drop. See what happens. So justify he should be higher. I mean, I can't. It, 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 you know me. It's, it's, I like I like Brian Burns. He's you a great know, player. He's a Florida State guy. I, mean, I love him. I mean, I I didn't expect that he was going to be this good when he came into the league, and now I just I feel like he's getting he's getting better every year, mm-hmm. and he is okay. So maybe maybe I'm maybe maybe he's not too low. Maybe right outside the top ten is the perfect place for him. Analytics hate him, just so you know. Really? Oh, hate him. But they why? hate him and the next one I'm getting ready But to why? Say. What's the what's what's the hiccup for them? You know how the analytical scores work. Your bad is is you're banged on just as much for your bad as you are for your really good. So yes, you have the the, the chunk plays, the great pass rush moves, that still only counts as much as the egregious lapse in coverage. Mm-hmm. Or the got completely pushed out of the play against the run, or that's why. He's actually a really, to me, he's a younger version of the guy sitting right in front of him. Number 10. Khalil Mack. Last year, didn't belong on this list. Mm -hmm. He's still Khalil Mack. He's still Khalil Mack. And would it shock you at all if he was... If he finished top five in the NFL this year in sacks. I mean, shock maybe it wouldn't shock me. There you go. It'd be a little surprising, maybe. Because I don't feel like we've seen, we, we haven't seen elite stat getter Khalil Mack in a f- few years, right? Yeah, I mean, but since a he was lot with of those the Bears with, and it, a lot of those years were with the Bears. Right. That's what I'm saying. Where he, was he was the, the only guy. player on the defense that was clinically alive. Look, uh, he still had eight sacks last year. Right. But the, uh, the the Chargers' defense last year was so underperforming that it's yes, there will be a bounce back. I just don't know how much of one. I'm There's probably no- asking a lot for a guy that's 32 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's only a year younger than Von Miller, so or a year or two younger than Von Miller. So I, I'm probably asking a lot, but the good is still so good. I, I mean, he's. To me, in terms of just raw power, raw moves, he's the best pass rusher I've seen in the NFL in the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. The, the high side is there. It just wasn't always as consistent. I attach some of that to the, the change in position with the Bears. Never really fit with – I never thought really fit with the Bears in spite of the fact he was Defensive Player of the Year and did have a 12-and-a-half sack year. Mm-hmm. I just always felt like, man, you're – you're really the diamond of this team, and there's not a whole lot around you. Right. 
And I, maybe it's just an acclamation year with the Chargers. Or maybe he's he's crossed the bridge and and now you're on the descent into, I'm not going to say irrelevance, just mediocrity. Mm-hmm. He's the one that scares me the most, but I can't have him any lower. He's too good. Yeah, The good is too good. All right. Khalil Mack in at number 10 on your top 13 pass rushers or edge rushers for the 2023 NFL season. Number nine. Rashawn Gary. I know you don't like this guy. No, I do. I like Okay, Rashawn. you finally yeah. so yeah, you finally a, came around. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a believer in Rashawn Gary. Uh he is the exact opposite where the the analytics uh, like him a lot. A whole lot. And he has an ability to drop that and I know somebody's gonna say, Well, that doesn't really mean anything as a pass rusher. Yeah, it does. Because there are certain guys when I see you standing up that I know you're coming, which changes the counts, it changes the protections. Rashawn Gary's a guy I have absolutely no idea what you're gonna do. None. You could drop out, you could drop to the middle of the field. It wouldn't shock me. Mm-hmm. And that is really why I think you've seen him turn a corner. And he's that's the reason they looked at Zadaria Smith and went, No, we're we're good. Yeah. We move on. Go to Minnesota. Now to Cleveland. He's another one that was close to this list, just throwing that out there. Right. I like Didn't Rashawn, make it, but I, I like Rashawn Gary as a, as, a, as a player. I mean, hell, he, a, any guy who has a uh, pass rush win, win rate of uh, around 30%, I feel pretty good about. Uh, my problem with him is the same problem that I would have with anybody in this scenario of you just tore an ACL. Mm-hmm. So maybe I shouldn't expect a top 10 pass rush season out of you after busting the ACL. But there again, you were playing the best football of your career before that happened. Correct. So let's hope. Let's hope so. I mean, the Green Bay Packers definitely need uh, somebody to do something good for them this year because they're not going to get much out of their quarterback. He, you had to take the Jordan Love I had shot, to. You? I had to. Somebody already jumped into the chat early. Oh, we need to record all the Jordan Love slander from this team because he's awesome hey if i'm wrong i'll admit it awesome good for you hey if i'm wrong i'll admit it i had to admit it on jalen hurts Mm -hmm. about 143 times Mm -hmm. so wouldn't be the first time and i can promise you it won't be the last time nope no it will not be uh so rashawn gary comes in at number nine we'll take a quick break when we come back we will continue with the power rankings tuesday this edition Top 13 edge rushers in the NFL for 2023. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need simple checking from Home Trust Bank. With simple checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800 627 1632. Simple checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. 
At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! And welcome back into the program. One of these days I'm just going to leave the camera on in the break so you can see all these really obnoxious little dances he does. You are, you know, as they say, some people's tone, some people are tone deaf. Yeah. You're tone blind. I think you actually don't realize how just that is a dry heave, but it is awful. The more thrusting you can add, the better it gets. Not true. Also doing this thumbs never so good. good never good <laughs> uh neither is that underbite thing you were doing that. <laughs> that's not good you should never do that in public we're ever. back in the ingles studio on a power rankings tuesday top 13 edge rushers for the 2023 nfl season just to uh, recap if you're just joining us starting with uh, number 13 counting our way up to number one number 13 was vaughn miller Aiden Hutchinson at 12, Brian Burns of the Carolina Panthers at 11, Khalil Mack at 10, and then Rashawn Gary at number nine. Speaking of the Green Bay Packers, by the way, we will be doing the Mount Rushmores for the NFC North coming up in the next hour, so you want to stay tuned for that. Find out who winds up on the monument for the all-time team of the uh, Green Bay Packers and the rest of the North. Number eight, Matthew Judon. This is one I have to eat a little crow on. Okay. He's been very good in New England, much mm-hmm. better than I thought he would be. I still don't think he's elite. To me, this is where the list separates, but he's the closest one that's not. I also am curious what would happen if he had a legit player on the opposite side of him. Mm-hmm. Would he then become elite? I don't know the answer to that. What what is your line for elite? Uh, the next player on the list. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's that's my list. That's, there's that's, for that's, me. There's that's, seven. So it's the one that's right in front of number eight. Okay, I guess I'm just trying to figure out like what what makes him not elite. I <sighs> test. He never looks to. He looks like the best pass rusher on the field quite often. Mm-hmm. He never looks like the oh good lord, what are we going to do with that guy? It's yeah, he's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem on every down. I just have never looked at him and gone, "You're a a, a legit top five edge rusher in the league." Okay. Every other guy left on the list has had at least a moment where they have been. I was going to say because statistically speaking, this is the most elite he's ever been. Mm-hmm. the best year of his career stats wise last year so i was just curious what makes him not elite to you because there's just, seven that are just better because than him. there are seven more mm-hmm. than that. okay all right that's and for me well now. i mean awesome. when you hear the next name you're gonna go oh yeah before last year he would have been probably in the top five and now he's not mm-hmm. very well could be again i don't see any way judon gets ahead of any of the seven names i'm gonna say in okay. the next 365 days. That's probably the best answer okay. to your question. All right. There we go. Number seven. Max Crosby. I think he's an absolute dog. 
And I do believe you're going to see a bit of a resurgence from Chandler Jones. Yes, I know that's a weird thing to expect out of a guy that's getting older and was pretty genuinely awful last year. But I still have this weird belief. I, I don't know why. Maybe I just can't quit Patrick Graham. I think he at some point is going to get the most out of the two of them. Mm-hmm. And Chandler Jones would merit being on this list, and Max Crosby would be back in the top five. But for me, he's almost the crux of you've been elite. I think you still are elite, but you're not better than the six in front of you. And as you hear the names, it becomes really obvious of would you take player A or Max Crosby? Uh, Nobody with an IQ above salad dressing would say not the other. Right. It's always hard to phrase that when you haven't said the names yet, which is why I had to tap dance there a little bit. I got you. I got you. Um, yeah, it, the, the pass rush wasn't what we expected it to be last year. Between and I don't and think that's his fault. I think that's more Chandler Jones wasn't what they expected him to be. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a whole lot of help. Secondary wasn't great. Secondary is actually arguably worse this year, but, you know. And that's the problem that I have is that Max Crosby is an elite pass rusher. The problem is he's on a real crap team. I mean, this it's it's like shades of Khalil Mack in Chicago all over again. And I get there were a couple of pieces. There were better pieces around Khalil Mack in Chicago than there are around Max Crosby. Yeah, Leonard Floyd, the one we were talking about earlier. Right. Yeah, that guy that's bouncing around the league right now like a ping pong ball. That's better than what Max Crosby got out of a very highly paid Chandler Jones last mm-hmm. year. I believe it will level out this year but it's not enough to get him in the top six. Okay. Max Crosby is your first of the elite tier of edge rusher for 2023 at number seven. Number six. Hassan Reddick. Yeah, I'm really glad I can finally get this guy the the on a list where he deserves to be. He is hyper-talented, and all it really took was him to get to Philadelphia on a defense where he had just everything around him mm-hmm. for you to see it. Well, I saw it. I mean, we I both think, saw I it. I think Carolina Panthers fans saw it. Uh, unfortunately, Carolina Panthers front office didn't see it, which the, I still to this day cannot wrap my head around. Right. Uh, I mean, the last three years of this guy's career have been just a whirlwind mm-hmm. of, you know, you had all the talent in the world. You were, you know, you just, you were, you were kind of talked about of this is a guy who could add something at some point. And then he pops in his last year in Arizona comes to carolina has another double digit sack season Mm -hmm. then immediately becomes a free agent goes to philadelphia and he had 16 sacks this past year having that that kind of talent around you does help he had he he's increased the talent level around him each of the last three years yeah if you include the playoffs he had 21 last year Mm -hmm. that's uh that's that's not bad the thing that keeps him out of the top five for me is what you really saw the first three years. The last three, he probably belongs in the top three. But then you start really picking nits when you get into the top five of, okay, really? The, those, the, those two brothers? Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to put him ahead of one of those guys? No. Really? No, no, no. no. Like, that's really what we're going to do? That's dumb, dumb talk. We don't go there. But six. Well, it's not that dumb. Six is a uh, comfortable spot. I feel like. It's not that dumb. You know why I say that? Why? Because number five is Joey Bosa, and number four is Nick Bosa. Yeah. Did I lazily put them on top of it? 
Yeah. I yeah, did. you did. I think they're way more the same player than people think. Yes, Nick is the better of the two. Yes, Nick is on the better defense of the two. Yes, I think if you traded places and Nick went to San or uh, Los Angeles and Joey went to San Francisco, mm-hmm. I think they'd flip in the rankings too. It helps a lot to have Eric Armstead on the inside of you and just the slew of other pass rushers that they've had. Mm-hmm. But they're both outrageously good. They're both outrageously dynamic. I'm not sure... I don't want to say this in a way that sounds like any kind of shade. There's just a like a half step above them that the other three have. Where, oh, good Lord, you're just taking over a game. You're terrified of both of them at all times anyway. But it's not like the other three. And it's that, the only way I can really explain that is the eyeball test. The other three on this list, I look at and go, you could get home on any play and I do not care who is lined up across from you. I don't care what they throw at you. There's just a good chance you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Bosa's do it at a tremendous rate, too, just not quite as much as the other three. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. When we come back from the break, we'll get weird, and we'll continue with the top three of the edge rushers, or the best edge rushers for the 2023 NFL season. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida... And there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, as you all know, Jeremy and I are, well, we're big fans of food. As yes. the formerly fat Tank Spencer, um, it's it's just it's one of those things that I, I can't quit. I can't quit good foods. And I uh, do go back and watch old things that we didn't go, man, some fat guy ate Tank. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Oh, wow. Uh, and... Here's the thing. Uh, one of the best pieces of news to, uh, to 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 cross my timeline this week has been that there is a Whataburger coming to the area down in Anderson, South Carolina. They're going to be building a Whataburger, and this is if you're not familiar with the Whataburger, it is, my opinion, uh, at least got to be top three fast food hamburgers in the country. I've never it's had good. In-N-Out, and I've, and I've been phenomenal. told I've been told it's phenomenal. So I'm leaving room there. I'm not saying it's the best, but it's up there. Whataburger is fantastic. And Can it I only... just state for the record, just since you you did this in an area where we are just consumed with McDonald's, mm-hmm. the, the shade that they catch is is just, it, it's staggering. Who, McDonald's? Me. Yes. 
Nobody ever puts them in that conversation, and they belong there. The double quarter pounder is as good. Yes. It, trust me, I've been all over the country. I've had them all. You're right. It's every bit as good. You just have much better access to it, which is why you don't appreciate it. You don't appreciate it because you get tired of it. Because you get tired oh, of it yeah. all the time. Yeah, because you can swing a dead cat and hit three of them. I mean, that's <laughs> right. Which is for me I, more. I, if we could have a more convenient McDonald's to my house, that would be awesome. And I right. live within a mile of one. Uh, my my wife got me onto the to the Whataburger because I didn't even know what it was. Never heard of it. But when she was stationed down in San Antonio. They had them everywhere down in Texas, Texas and Florida and, you know, that deep south part of America is where Whataburger exists. There's not one. I think the closest one to here is like uh, Vidalia, Georgia, which is deep south Georgia. So the fact that one's coming to upstate South Carolina, we're very happy about. I didn't really. I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was good news and everybody needs to experience this. Uh, but there is a uh, there, there there is a food a new food destination in America, and it's in California. It's in Joshua Tree, and for the summer season, for the uh, for for the vacation time, a famous gas station and souvenir shop along Twenty Nine Palms Highway has transformed itself from its usual to it is now quote the biggest cheesiest roadside attraction to ever grace america's beloved highways and byways for the summer vacation season this is now the only cheese it stop in america cheese it cheese it yes the little cheese snacks the little cheese crackers they're phenomenal everything in this gas station is now cheese it there is cheese it paraphernalia. There's souvenirs. There is everything cheese it. Every kind of cheese it you can buy on the shelves. So it's like a cheese it boosies, pretty much, pretty much. Yikes! They have just completely transformed their store. When this is this is all that they will be doing. It is the wor- quote the world's first and only cheese it pump. My question is. Did they choose a good one? Like, if you were going to create your special season of we're only going to do this one thing, is cheese it where you're going? Oh. I mean, obviously they paid. So, yes, that was the answer here. Well, I mean, there are a lot of snack foods that that deserve their own post-up. Cheese it is certainly one of them. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I've never been Stop. a real huge fan of the cheese. It are you? It, I mean, it's fine. It's a decent snack. You're telling me, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna call a uh, uh, bull squat here <laughs> uh, because you're telling me somebody hands you an unopened box of white cheddar cheeses, and they're not getting an empty cardboard box back. Oh, they will 100. percent There you go. Probably with the inside of the box licked. Uh, I am not averse to taking out a key because I'm the only grown man apparently doesn't carry a knife of any kind. Splitting the bag open and just funneling the dust mm-hmm. in my mouth. Mm-hmm. The, the and you picked the perfect flavor because oh, the well, white, white cheddar, cheddar is phenomenal, awesome, it, phenomenal. Agreed. But there are, there are many different iterations of the cheese it that are just outrageous. The hot and spicy, oh yes, they're hard to find. Good gracious, they're good. Mm-hmm. And they did one of the grooves. 
I don't know why the grooves meant anything because I didn't use it to dip anything. I just ate them like a big fat man. Right. Right in my <laughs> right in my face hole. But would you? But if you were if you were going to do this, you're going to transform your business. What other food product would you use? I'm totally fine with this one. Uh, I, I I would like there to be a destination somewhere in America that you could get every flavor of Dorito. Bingo. You just, I love it. Like every one of them. Yes. So the ones that you see on, on Facebook, like, look, I found this dill pickle in my face hole. <laughs> I, I want them all. Doritos I is would, a great one. I'll be honest with you. And, and, and you know what? I don't often make challenges to uh, like uh, potential sponsors or anything like that. I don't know how many flavors of Dorito there are. I could cater my entire – I could cater an entire month of foodstuffs Breakfast, lunch, and dinner around flavors of Doritos. I know I could do it, and I'm willing to do it. And I call on you, Mr. Dorito. You send me all those Doritos, and I'll do it. <laughs> uh, I started. I literally started I think if, salivating. Thinking I think. About I think that. if I were going to do this, I'd have to go Little Debbie. I need a Little Debbie gas station. <sighs> but so many of them are bad. No. The oatmeal cream pie is awful. Stop that. It's awful. Okay. If, I don't like cream. You already know that. I don't like marshmallows. I don't like any of those things. Crazy. The zebra cake, only way that cream is uh, acceptable, and it's because it has that paraffin wax on the outside that mm. is just wonderful. No Swiss cake rolls? I can do it, but I can only do it like once in a while. Hmm. They're so sweet. I'm judgy. I'm very judgy on this one. They're, you're... Uh, but what's the next one? Uh, you literally you've worked with me for five years. Name me a little Debbie outside of a zebra cake and and the Christmas tree cake, which is the ultimate in all Debbie food stuff. Sure, sure. The zebra cake and the Christmas tree cake—they're exactly the same. Also, awesome. they're not though. <laughs> the, the, the distribution. Um, what do you mean? What's the next one? Uh, like uh, your next Debbie cake. Oh gosh! Well, I mean, the the the. Uh, if you the, say the, cosmic uh, brownie, I swear to God, I'll go home right now. Why? The, uh, Stop that! That is the grossest brownie on the planet Earth. You are insane. Uh, it, You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. It's just not a good brownie. It is. It's, it's phenomenal. Not, it's it's the only chunky brownie in the history of time. That brownie they put chips in it. I'm not talking about the, the the candies are the best part of it, and it's not close. It's the only, it's like fudge. It's like a fudgy brownie. Exactly. I don't want a fudgy brownie. Oh, I, I want a brownie if or I want fudge. If your brownies aren't fudgy, you're doing it wrong. No, you want them cakey. No. Oh, if I wanted no, cake, no, no. I'd get cake. I want a brownie. I want, it's got to be more dense than a cake. It's got to be fudgy. Uh, and Frankie, and Frankie Cleary in our YouTube comment said the cosmic brownie is chocolate flavored road tart. And Man. for that, Y'all need, your, y'all need your tasters uh, but here's the thing. readjusted. Little Debbie is still a great American food stuff because they are who make the Christmas tree cake, and I could eat those every day mm-hmm. of my life. You got star crunches and fudge rounds. and Stephen Tow said that brownie is the same density as Play-Doh. There we go. That's, a, that's a double ding. It's absolutely delicious. Gross. It's the most underrated of all of the the uh, the uh, Little Debbie snack cakes. Brace, folks. He's about to say something fat and stupid. It's the peanut butter and jelly. Oh, yeah. I didn't know they had that. They do, and it's delicious. Okay. 
hold on. I, I, I got to go back here. So you're telling me about a candy product that the, the that it's claimed to fame is that they made them in 1978 and then they never made another one because everyone you're eating right <laughs> now true. is older than you are. It's not true. But they never go bad. So you're telling me there's one that has a fruit filling in it <laughs> and that fruit is old enough for AARP and you eat it. I, it, I love the way your brain works. It blows my brain that, that, that you're still alive because you eat things that I'm like, that's not food. That's not food. You're taking a fruit thing. Fruit goes bad. It goes rotten and you will die. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it has preservatives in it. Those preservatives are not strong enough to withstand 10 presidents like that little Debbie has. Points for Stephen Tao. Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts a good one. I it's got eat. fruity things in it. Why do you eat it? Because uh, you're, you're cooking. It was all made in 1978. The uh, Pop-Tart one, it's got bread on the outside. Trust me, if you've never had a stale Pop-Tart, you'll know. But seen me do it. When them <laughs> things go bad, shoe buddy. Uh, well, you, uh, left one in the, you left one in the package so long that it was oh, stale. No, my, uh, I, I, my children left one in the back of my pantry. And oh, I well, moved. of course, when it's out of the package. Oh, no, 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 no. It was still in the cellophane. But it, there's no telling how long it had been on the back of the shelf. Uh, and when Amy and I moved, I found it and, and went, ooh, ooh Pop-Tarty pop treat. And then I didn't eat another Pop-Tart for three years because, <laughs> wow, that is that is less than ideal. I still call on Frito-Lay. I will eat every flavor of Dorito you have ever made. I don't care if I like it or not because they're awesome. Sweet chili's the best. It's good. I frankly, there's no flavor. You could hand me, uh, uh, like I don't know, fried catfish Dorito, and I'd go, nom, 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 nom. cosmic brownie Doritos. Let's let's get it. Oh, <laughs> let's put this to the test. See if his Dorito love is really as true as he believes it is. I'm telling you, you won't find one because they're awesome. My story comes from Berlin, Germany. Eighty-two year old man. He did crimes. This is not a crime story because they didn't convict him. Okay. They gave him a last warning to avoid jail after he was accused of drug dealing. He was a seaman who said he wanted to improve his his monthly pension by selling marijuana. Now, none of those things are untoward. How many times do you think he's been caught doing this? Oh, I'm going to guess, I'm going to go a baker's dozen, Bob. You're too low by half. It's 24 (laughs) times. His last warning was the 25th time they've caught him. That's great. He's 84 years old. What are you going to do, throw me in jail? There's no place on earth that gives this many second chances that's not Asheville, North Carolina. Points politics i don't do that but i i'm not gonna lie i told this story just for that joke i'd like how many times do you have to oh he's not gonna stop and after the 25th time no okay you're you're gonna go to jail next time next time i'll be dead yeah why why even heed any crime and consequences there must be consequences you did, don't do it again. Okay. Looking at the bailiff going, hey, you want a little? Well, what are you hey. going to do? 
What are you going to do? I don't know. I mean, do, you, do you really want to throw the 82-year-old man in the slammer for you the know, rest of his you, life? You, well, here's the thing. You, you made that sound like every 82-year-old person's just this kind little grandpa. You, there, there are some people that are jerks. Sure. Just like in every age group. They're, some are jerks. But, but, again, who is this guy hurting? Other than himself having to go to court every two months, it appears. I don't know. It's not like he's selling black tar heroin. I mean, so I, I, mean, I get that, it. That's my point. I, mean, that's I my, get it. That's my point. If you're the if you're the judicial system, you're looking at this guy going, I don't, I don't really know that we need to put you in jail. I still believe that Dana Carvey was on to something that at every DUI roadblock they should make people they think are intoxicated <laughs> say the judicial system. No, that's profiling, and profiling is bad. Well, if you can, it, look, uh, if you can get that word out, I sound drunk every time I say you it. You do. Because every time judicial you, system. Every time you say it, I can't, I can't stop thinking about Dana Carvey. I cannot say that word without sounding like I've been drinking domestic lights since lunch yesterday. <laughs> yeah, no. Let this let, let this guy live his life. Just oh yeah, come on. Then, then stop arresting him. Sure. Like, just I mean, frankly, it should be legal anyway. Fight me. I don't care. He ain't wrong there. Either. It's not hurting anything, and it brings the possibility of me getting all the Dorito flavors here if you would just let it happen there you go see state of north carolina you want you want the doritos only gas station legalize weed we will have it here within a matter of months this is why we need a mullet mayor i'll run oh you threaten me you're in the sportsocracy and this is espn Asheville. tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need Simple Checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Yes, uh, we always go down the rabbit holes. We always take too long. Uh, One of these days we're going to find a way for uh, people on the YouTubes to hear the conversations that we have uh, in the breaks. (laughs) Take just told one that I don't. I didn't know whether to laugh or hug him, and uh, certainly wasn't the latter. So I just I, I stuck with laughing. Stuck with laughing. Uh, about a traumatizing event from his childhood, and my only response was to laugh. Because that's Jeremy. All <laughs> it right, really we got, is. It's we got three left on our top thirteen edge rushers for the twenty twenty three NFL season here on a Sportsocracy Power Rankings Tuesday. We just left off with the Bosa twins. At four and five, Nick at four, Joey at five. So the cream of the crop, as Macho Man Randy Savage once said. Oh, yeah. Give uh, us number three. Miles Garrett. Okay. I 
just who that I'm more scared of than him. Now, he's done it for longer than one of them and as long as the other. Mm -hmm. And he's a dominating force. I'm interested to see what he looks like this year. You know I've never been a fan of Jadavion Clowney. I don't think he scares anybody as a pass rusher. And having Okoronkwo on the other side this year, he may serve to make me look stupid. I just I can't have him ahead of the top two. He's elite, and to me, going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer one day. Mm-hmm. So are the other two. Miles Garrett is a force to be reckoned with, and I think he's I, – I could make the argument he's the most athletic player in the NFL. I, I, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong because the other two are just complete freaks. And, and we didn't even talk about this beforehand, and you I, already know who the I other know two who are. are. We all just know question, who they are. It's just a question of what order do they come in. All right, at number two. T.J. Watt. That was not the order that I was expecting this to be that's, in, but and that's T.J. Watt missed last year because of the injury. Part and, of last year. Well, was, part of last year, yeah. But And some people will ding him because Alex Highsmith wound up so high in the, the sack total of the year. Doesn't mean anything to me. No. No, well, you know what it no, means for me this year? is now, year. That, now I'm looking at this year going, good Lord, that defense is terrifying. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, T.J. Watt's just special. No man that size should be able to move like that. And he just does. And he does it time after time after time after time. Which is weird because it's exactly what his brother did. Mm-hmm. That family has got like mutant <laughs> DNA. Yes, they do. But T.J. Watt is my two. All right, and number one. Micah Parsons, Micah Parsons of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, you said that's not the order that you expected it to be in. No. Why? I was expecting TJ to be one, and I was expecting Micah to be two just because he doesn't always play on the edge. I don't care. I don't care if he plays 10% of his snaps on the edge. There is one thing that he has above T.J. Watt and above Miles Garrett, and it's how I got him here. Because this is a list, much like I do a lot of them, I started at the bottom. And then I got to the top, and I kept I, – I actually originally had Parsons at four. And the more I looked at it, the more I went, that doesn't – I don't like that. So I bumped him up, and I kept doing that. Because there was one thing I couldn't get out of my head. Of all the players in the top five mm-hmm. – Micah's the only one that I think could get better. There's a possibility that there is another step of him that gets him into, I mean, we're talking Lawrence Taylor territory now. And I don't see another, uh, Watt and Garrett, because they're older, uh, Bosa, uh, the Bosa brothers are a little bit older, not a ton, but I don't think they're going to get that much better. Micah Parsons just started doing this when he came to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And he did, he tinkered with it at Penn State, but he was a linebacker. We're just now figuring out, oh, wait. Uh, coming off the edge, he is a menace. Yeah. And he's figuring it out largely on the fly. He's just that good. I could make the argument he's a top five player in this league, period. I would agree with that. And the scary part is he's only 24 years old. Exactly. He's 24 years old, and you could argue that he is a top five defensive player in the or just overall player in the league i had personality red flags on him uh, coming out of college that have served to make me look like a dumb dumb but if you go back and listen i did say he was otherworldly talented i'm just a little scared of some of the things i've heard and weird couple years in the league none of that no none of that matters Uh, none of it's come out none of it's been a thing so just 
an otherworldly athlete. This is the Sportocracy live from the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville Sports Center. Coming up next, then next hour, it's the Mount Rushmores for all the teams in the NFC North. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. This is the Sportsocracy, and we are coming to you live from the Ingalls studio. Heard everywhere around the world on the iHeartRadio app locally, 92.9 FM, 880 AM. And 1400, and you can see us live in the Ingalls studio um, on YouTube. Just go to thesportocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. That way you can join us in the chat and get your thoughts in on what we're talking about. You can throw out uh, topic suggestions, all that kind of stuff. Ask your questions in real time during the program on the YouTube channel. We have uh, been going through the series of Mount Rushmores for each and every NFL team, going division by division. Today, it's the NFC North. And when you talk about the NFC North, you have to talk about the team that has, well, ruled the NFC North for as long as I can remember. Um, Uh, Basically, our entire adult lives. Right. Minnesota was really good in the late 90s. Then it's been a little smattering, a little smattering of Minnesota, a little dusting of the Bears, and and the Lions came too. Um, but you got to start from the originators. It's the Green Bay Packers. I am just superiorly curious to see who your first selection is here. It's Vince Lombardi. It's not close. <sighs> They named the championship trophy after him. Yeah, because he was the man when they named the trophy. <laughs> he has to be number one. Uh, but, but but for why does he have to be number one? Uh, I, okay, just explain it to me. Because, you know, and I knew, I knew. And this was one of those times that I knew you were going to say something mm-hmm. that, that irked me. Because you're very irksome. But I didn't think this was the arc that you were going to come out with. Really? That's the party wasn't even in my top four, if that tells you anything. That's stupid. I wasn't even in my top four. That's stupid. I mean, you all of these Mount Rushmores that we've gone through, there is, arguably, there's no other contributor greater than Vince Lombardi to the game of football, not just to the Green Bay Packers. Every coach in history, I think, I think Bill would have a, a, or I don't know, Don Shula or Bill Walsh, who invented an offense that we still run fifty years later. Uh huh. And uh, also, who are always compared to who when it comes time to talk uh, about the greatest coaches in uh, NFL history? It's Lombardi. He was the greatest coach. Lombardi. They wore leather helmets and there were four plays. He was awesome. Uh, see, this is where this is where the disconnect of well, in 1947, he was the greatest coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and star players would look like small children next to me. Mm-hmm. I would have honestly, and I'm not trying to, to poo on Vince Lombardi. I'm he not, sounds like you are. <laughs> I'm really not. I, he won the first two Super Bowls. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yay. And about 18 NFL championships before that. Which I'm not going to lie. 
in an eight-team an eight-team league. I couldn't care less if I tried. The Detroit Lions won like a hundred NFL championships. I, did you have the same problem with them that I did? Where I went, I got to two and I wanted to quit. Yeah, I, I just don't want to do it anymore. I absolutely. So weird. Did. You didn't break out, Dope Walker, but you're doing it with Vince Lombardi. It's a big difference. I, big difference between I, the two of them. I, I mean, granted, they both do have trophies named after them, uh, but yep. one's a little more important that's than the, reason, the other that's one. That's the reason. That's the reason they used Duke Walker. <laughs> I, I will give you Vince on the mountain. He ain't he, one. He ain't one. There were two acceptable answers for one. Aaron Rodgers is one of them, and Brett Favre. There's the other. Yeah. One. There we go. They're two and three. There we go. They should have been one and two, but you know. Well, they named the trophy after him. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's got to be a trophy named after somebody that doesn't make any sense. I just have to think about it. <laughs> I know there's a bunch in hockey that are named after people that I don't, don't know who know they who are. Con Smythe. Who is that? Uh, Never heard of her. I think that was uh, who owned the power company back in 1947. <laughs> yes. Con Smythe. Electric. Yeah, right before Con Ed. Yeah, yeah. That, I knew that sounded right for a reason. <laughs> Con Smythe, is that Durham Smythe's dad? Oh, no doubt, grandfather. Uh, there's, 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 certainly a, there's certainly a family relation. Right. Uh, Durham Smythe looks a lot like the right. trophy. Vince Lombardi, seven-time champion, two-time NFL coach of the year. He's a no-doubter. Oh, yeah, and he had a whole lot of 7-5, 8-4, 8-5, 9-4, woo! Because uh, there were six teams in the league. You had a you had ever been as good a chance playing darts and hitting a bullseye as that Vince Lombardi had a win in a trophy. Ugh. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I, I understand why you want to put him on right. the stupid mountain. It just makes me angry that you sent him first. It's the face of the franchise. Just stop talking. You say things that make me so angry sometimes. The face of the franchise is easy. Aaron, Brett, Bart. End of message. Repeat the line. You have the greatest legacy of quarterbacks of any team in NFL history. That's the face of the franchise. Not a guy with thick rim glasses that wore a weird fedora that, well, we named the trophy after him. Yeah, and guess what? If we were being honest, we should name it the Bill Belichick trophy right now. <laughs> and that's coming from a Jets fan. The Bill Belichick trophy. Oh, well, he won the first two. Yeah, name me the coach that won the third one. I'll wait. I just so happen to know it. Hank Stram, wasn't it? No. Who won Super Bowl three? Oh, that was the Jets. That's right. Who won that one? That's right. I have no idea who your coach was. Eubank. Yeah. Yeah, We named trophies after him. I bet he has a trophy named in his local Walmart. uh, That it's the in the in the buggy line. They call it the Weeb Eubank Memorial Buggy Line. Was Kansas City the fourth one? Yes. Okay. All right. My bad. I was not trying to throw shade there. I. Oh, don't worry. On this show, I'll never allow you to throw shade at the one year of Jet Happiness of the last 60. <laughs> so Bart Starr is your is your four. That For me, that was easy. Okay. But I will tell you, Vince wasn't my four. Reggie White was my four. Yeah. I get it. He was only there for a few years. It's fine. He was the I mean, first. He was, there for, he was there for six years. I'll be honest with you. And I'm going to say something that you're not going to like. And I firmly mean it mm-hmm. reggie white went meant more to the nfl than vince lombardi did and it's not even kind of close he was the first major free agent you can basically take okay. everything that has happened in player movement over the last 32 years and tie it right back to reggie white because he was the first 
holy look. He, he did what? And he signed with the Packers. Mm-hmm. That would be my argument for Reggie. I okay. will agree, you know, since you had Vince Lombardi at one, mm-hmm. okay, don't like it. I guess I'll agree <laughs> to you it. You have to like it. You don't have to So like would you it. have Reggie White or Bart Starr? It'd be Reggie for me. That kind of makes me want to see. I kind of roll them in because right, I, 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 I roll Bart into the Vince era. I, that's fine. I, I'm, I'm good with that. I'll give you Vince Lombardi, but I'm taking Reggie White. I like it a lot. Um, you know, there are others that you could have put on this. Don Hudson is one that's always mentioned as the greatest Packer of all time. I mean, yes, he was the leading receiver in the NFL in the 1940s. Yeah, he when played they in 1935. Really okay. Right. I, I sorry if you're looking for that show, it's it on. Here. Well, it's on an AM radio station that's actually uh, broadcast off a of ham radio. So <laughs> sorry, that's not us. Uh, we right. have, we have computers and such. Right, Don Hudson. Um, he just he does he he's not on it. For anybody me. that's going to give you Don Hudson would use the the term conflabbit way more than we will. <laughs> <laughs> Dad gummit. <laughs> Uh, Ray Nitschke, he he deserves a shout out in this little exercise I, as well. I agree. They all deserve uh, Paul Horning. It, they all deserve a little plaque at the at the base of the large statue of this. These are the guys we also thought about, right? But we didn't think that hard. Uh, it was really it was five. It was five guys, uh, and then the rest of you get uh, uh, you get this lovely plaque. Any other honorable mentions? For greatest Packer of all time, there are a couple I want to say that they don't belong on the list. Okay, but I feel like Forrest Gregg. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I said him or if I just thought him. It wouldn't best offensive tackle in the league for twelve years. It was a long time. He's a, t- a nine or ten time Pro Bowler. So I mean, I feel like that needs to be said. I'd be remiss if I didn't say somebody like Leroy Butler. One of the greatest safeties that ever played. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't flashy in the way that some of the others we talked about, like Ed Reed and Troy Palomalo were, but he was a special player. Mm-hmm. James Lofton. He might be the least appreciated receiver in the history of the NFL. Because every time he appears on one of those lists, I go, oh, yeah. I didn't think about that one. But that's probably the only ones I even feel like mentioning. Yeah. I mean, there are other players that, you know, Did, that I mean, they, I I mean, they just don't get into the greatest of all time discussion. Like Donald Driver. I think about Clay and AJ. I mean, those guys mm-hmm. were all timers. If you if you were putting together an all timer Packer list, if your linebacking crew doesn't have AJ Hawk and uh, Clay Matthews on it, you're doing it wrong. I would agree with that. But. They don't scratch the surface of the Mount Rushmore talk. Uh, A.J. Hawk, also the only man in sports media that can just chug through a cahiba uh, through the uh, the course of a show. And as a mulleted man myself, I respect that. Wish I could smoke cigars in here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, though, to me, definitively above Brett Favre. Do you agree with that? I, 
No. Okay. But probably not for the reason you think. Careers are pretty close. Mm-hmm. Aaron except was a better player. I was going to say, except oh, for no the turnovers. Doubt. No, I mean, Brett was the ultimate gunslinger. But for me, the tiebreaker is Aaron is a – I'm trying to say this in a way that makes logical sense. If you're asking me 10 base, best quarterbacks of all time, Aaron's ahead of uh, Brett. Mm-hmm. If you ask me greatest Packer of all time, Brett's ahead of Aaron. Really? Look what Brett left Aaron. Hey, I've been here for a jillion years. I built this franchise who had gone through some, we'll say some leaner times. And then Aaron just took the mantle of a, a very well-built front office, mm-hmm. and there was talent on the team, and he just picked up the mantle from Brett. What Brett pick it up from? I mean, this wasn't. Oh, they a, had to build it around Brett. Exactly. Yeah, because they were god awful in the late eighties. That's you said it in a more blunt way than I did, but that's it's kind of my point. Right. Brett was Mister Packer. I mean, if you look at the history of this franchise, there is a huge gap where they didn't go to. They went to the playoffs. So from those two Super Bowls, they went to the playoffs how many times? From 1967 to 1992. How many times did they make the playoffs? Twice. That's exactly right. In 25 years, mm-hmm. they made the playoffs two times. Mm-hmm. Then Brett shows up, and all of a sudden, it's all hunky-dunky. Well, and, and, and it wasn't just Brett either. Mike Holmgren had a lot to do with that and that was a name that we didn't mention that i feel like should at least be mentioned i mike holmgren gets a spot I agree he gets a spot in this discussion for mount rushmore i agree but this is another one of those times that, and, and i guess this is why i'm so dismissive of events of you know it's weird every intelligent coach we've ever talked about is tied to a great quarterback mm-hmm. we never talk about elite coaches who were tied to mike tomzak <laughs> <laughs> true that was the starting quarterback the just, year before but, but that's also not just luck no. that's also not just oh i was a good a good you know uh coach and then all of a sudden i just lucked into this guy i'm a good coach there because i'm luck. a good talent evaluator and i can go hey this is the guy that i got well i mean like in especially the, in green bay's situation no doubt they went out and got brett Favre mm-hmm. from uh, from atlanta because of of ron wolf and, and mike homer yeah. they came together and that was one of the things they really agreed on is Hey, we should go get him. Mm-hmm. He's good. Mm-hmm. And Atlanta is not. Absolutely. You have to tip the cap. Great coaches make great decisions. You know, bad coaches. I'm going to say something that you're not going to like this either. I'd have Mike Holmgren ahead of Vince Lombardi. And I don't know that it's all that close. Yeah, I can't. I, I don't know that I can get down with that. It's just, it's such a different time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to understand. And I the, get it. The, the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers had owned the NFC with a little smattering of Washington. Mm-hmm. For the better part of 20 years. And then Green Bay was the first one with Mike Holmgren to go, mm, not really anymore. It, I mean, it took a little time. Right. And and they didn't own it the way Dallas and San Francisco did. You only got the one Super Bowl with Brett. You got the one with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. But they became really competitive, and they were good every single year in a much different NFL. I don't mean to be just outrageously dismissive of everything that happened before 1970, but I kind of am. <laughs> I don't mean to be, but I am. Well, I mean, I'm not and doing I'm not it intentionally. Sorry about it. I'm not. So I'm not going to apologize. I'm not. But you could, <laughs> you could have gone in the woods and killed your helmet. Like I don't get. I'm I'm good on that. What? 
killed your leather, helmet. Leather helmets. Where does leather oh, come from? There you go. Oh, I got you. There you okay. go. All right. Took me a second. The where you were going. Well, I mean, there's not. There, there, you can't go out in the woods and kill a helmet today. So I'm sorry. I hear all these. Well, he played in 1942. Cool. I don't care. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. When we come back for the break, it'll be the uh, Mount Rushmore for uh, Chicago Bears. Yeah, we can do yeah, that. We'll do the Chicago Bears. Coming up next. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact-free pickup with Ingalls Curbside. Just visit shop.ingles-markets.com or download the app. And your Ingalls personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. The sportsocracy. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. It is the sportsocracy, and in our series of Mount Rushmores for each and every NFL team, we've worked our way to the NFC North. Green Bay Packers sparking a lot of discussion, a lot of debate. Like it. Now let's talk about the Chicago Bears. This is one of those historic franchises been around since uh, the beginning of the NFL should have a whole lot to choose from here who's your number one uh I mean I'm I'm super biased You're super, super I, biased? I love how you turned your mic off right before you went to speak I did I mean the answer is Walter Payton okay it's not who I want to say but that's the right answer. Okay. I think. You seem to be He's not my one. Are you going to say the answer I wanted to say? Mike Ditka? That's the answer. That's the one. Hurricane Ditka. Exactly. It's Ditka one by a smidge over Walter Payton. And then? I agree with you. I had, I had sweetness one, Ditka two. And I didn't want to because Ditka's like a cultural icon. And then, and see, to me, because here again, if you're going to aesthetics of the mountain, the mountain would not be complete without Ditka with the shades on. Oh, yeah. And the, you got to go deeper, though. You got to go further down because you got to get the sweater. sweater in there. 
1986 season sweater. That iconic look. You got to get that in there. Uh, and then, of course, you got Walter with the headband. Uh, and then I do, and then I'm I'm thinking like, is it Dick Butkus with the mustache? Is he? The bears are hard. Is that him? Or because it's Mike do, Singletary? Do you have do you, I mean do you have to go Papa Bear? Do you have to go George Hallis? I mean the guy founded the damn NFL. So I, you know what? I, I mean, I, they still to this day wear his initials on the on the they sleeve. Do, and I get it. And your contributions were phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Him and I, his horn rim glasses uh, from the nineteen fifties. Yeah, uh, you're legend. Okay, I get it. I'm leaving, I, I'm leaving Mike Singletary or Brian Erlocker off this list for. See, mm. I would I I would go Ditka, Walter Payton, Mike Singletary. Dick Buckus. And Dick Buckus. That's the four. I I want to get Brian Erlacher in there, but I just can't. I want to get Gail Sayers in there. I know he only played five years or I'd whatever, was, but but I mean and he, he was, was so, unbelievable. I, I mean, he was so beautiful as a runner. Well, I mean, the Bears are another one of these teams that should have I mean, you should have two in theory. Okay. You really should. Okay. Let's because do that, Hallis man. and Ditka should be on their own. That should be the the personnel side no i think you put one on one and one on the other so you have the first one that's that's dick oh, walter payton mike singletary and dick butkus and then on the second one you can have george hallis as the one we'll say i would have gone hallis but uh, let's say i would have gone hallis butkus <sighs> i don't know how i would do that i would probably have if in that case i would have erlacher over with uh ditka payton and singletary Okay, that's the modern era guys. Then you get into the into the older times, mm-hmm. and that's where you go: George Hallis, Mike Singletary. Some two people in the comments said Jay Cutler. <laughs> I want to get Jay Cutler up there just so he can have a hater in his mouth. So smoking Jay Cutler makes it up there. Gail Sayers, and then the final of the eight is Richard Dent. For I would me. say so. Yeah. Okay. By the way, this is a total aside. It has very little to do with the Bears because this was a dark time in there. Did Did you see the story about Jay Cutler? No. That Vanderbilt refused to give him a scholarship offer. They called and said that he wasn't big enough to play tight end. And he responded with, but I'm not a tight end. I'm a quarterback. And they called back two hours later and said, we are proud to announce that you have been offered a scholarship by <laughs> Vanderbilt University. <laughs> and he didn't know where Nashville was. His dad made him accept it. He didn't know where Nashville was. Nice. It was hilarious. Um, it's the one franchise though that you don't have a quarterback to choose from. Nope. I mean, the old heads will say it's Sid Luckman. Yeah, I'm, I, you can lose me on that one. Sorry, not doing it. Yeah, sorry. You know how many people ever saw him play a game on television? None, because it wasn't invented until about <laughs> twenty years after he was done. <laughs> So I'm I'm good there. Yeah, I'm not going down and the Red the Grange Sid Luckman path. Yeah, I'm not going down the Red Grange path either. It's and that's where that's where this is so tough for me, because the 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 Bears have a really interesting history mm-hmm. because you were the ultimate franchise forever, and then we all merged and well, I'm going to nicely say you didn't particularly matter for about 15 years. Then George or uh, Mike Ditka shows up, and you really matter, and you became you became the coolest thing in town. Mm-hmm. Eric Miller said that, that you couldn't have Ditka one 
because he was just pop culture. He wasn't, though. He was the culture setter for a Bears team that had gone really off the rails. Mm -hmm. And then you got Walter Payton in the running game. I mean, we didn't even talk about Jim McMahon. If there was a quarterback on this thing, that's who it is. I mean, and he's down there. I was going to say, it's way down there. I feel like the Bears should have their own Super Bowl shuffle. Like Ditka, Peyton. I want to put McMahon on it, and I don't care. Name's on the door. Singletary. Done. Uh, yes, in. What about the fridge? Does the fridge get a spot? Does he get an honorable See, to mention? me, he was novelty. A lot of the great that he yeah. did was pure novelty. I'm not saying he was a great player, but it, one of these – I mean, I would say Devin Hester belongs before – William the Refrigerator. If you were doing a modern era, only and and when I say modern, I mean like nineteen ninety five to now. Oh, for the Chicago Lord. Bears, the Matt Mount Forte. Rushmore would have to be yeah. It's Matt Forte, Devin Hester. Devin Hester. Oh, good Lord! And then Allen Robinson. I'd like, no. <laughs> like, no, that's too Khalil good. Mack? Lance Briggs, I think, deserves it. Brian Urlacher, obviously, that's the only one really right. that we've mentioned. Right. Yeah, I would say that if you're going 95 on, it would be Urlacher, Devin Hester, Matt Forte. God, and I almost think it has to be Lance Briggs. Or Peanut Tillman. Peanut. Peanut's a good Peanut, one. Charles Peanut Tillman, probably yeah. the fourth one. But that's just, that's what makes, for me, that's what makes these so fun is that I don't want to just go back to, hey, everything was great in a time where uh, every person that remembers it's, well, gone. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, sorry. It's, you, if you remembered that Bears run, you would be over 100 years old right now. Right. And I just look at how iconic that Super Bowl shuffle team was, and that's really what I think of with the Bears. Mm -hmm. I know that's my bias because I'm, I'm younger than a lot of people. But that was the coolest era of the Bears. And then you've got the monsters of the Midway with Butkus and Hallis. And and for me, it's two, it's almost two completely different teams. Mm -hmm. There was such a gap in between it. Right. And there's really been such a gap since. It's a good thing for the Chicago Bears that they've had that time. They've had they've had different eras that they can at least go back to and say, hey, we've got the 80s to pull from. We've got the 50s and the 40s to pull from. Uh there's one franchise that we're getting ready to talk about after the next break that they don't have that. Uh, no. Uh, Steven Tau said Rex Grossman went to a Super Bowl. And the only way I can really, uh, th that I could respond to that is Rex Grossman is like the player that Tank's parents would have told him about that made the basketball team in spite of the fact they were 5'5", five five, which means that anybody could do it. Meanwhile, dudes like me are just coming in and dunking on you all yep. the time. Yep. So that's, I mean. It's kind of how I've always felt about Jim McMahon. Oh, no. Jim McMahon was at least, he was at least cool. Rex, Rex Grossman, <laughs> was at least cool. Rex Grossman no, looks no, like he should have worked. That, oh, he was a hell of a thrower of the football. Or, oh, he had the best, he was the best no, field was, general of the 1980s. He was cool. No, he was cool. Rex had a whole bunch of concussions. Uh, Jim McMahon was a guy you could go out and have 14 domestic lights with, no doubt. That. And he would wear the headband, and he would be signing things that he probably shouldn't sign, and, and you just have a, a grand old time. Rex Grossman would look at you and go, I brought Uno 
are you interested? Yeah. And you'd go, I don't even live here. I, just, I This is not even my house. I robbed this place. Well, I, I have to go now. The cops are probably on their way. But but again, congratulations. You can fall right there in line with all these other quarterbacks who, yes, they've won a Super Bowl. But does that really make you great? Well, I mean, in Bears history, he would be the third greatest quarterback in the history of the franchise. So, I mean, yeah. kind of. Justin Fields is number one, if that tells you <laughs> anything. Yeah. I, I want to disagree with that. I really do. And I'm not sure I can do We've it. already had this discussion with a Bears fan today. When I told him we were doing the NFC North today, he was like, oh, geez, Justin Fields on there? I was like, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we were only doing a Mount Rushmore of Chicago Bear quarterbacks, oh, then yeah. Justin Fields is number one. You had one year where you were not a complete liability, which means you are – top three greatest Chicago Bear quarterback seasons of all time. I'll give you Sid Luckman. Uh, and then I just based on talent, I feel like I got to go Jay Cutler and Kyle Orton. Uh, and then we're done. Oh. That's, yeah, that's the best you've got to offer. Chicago, I, I we were not throwing shade there. <clears throat> At least not on purpose. But I do want to say that that just made me feel better about the Jets Mount Rushmore of Chad Pennington, <laughs> Vinny Testaverde, Joe Namath. And Aaron Rodgers, who hasn't played a game yet, and yet still is somehow one of the four best quarterbacks in Jets history. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. At Ingles, we are proud to introduce our all-new curbside service. Just visit shop.ingles-markets.com or download the app to order, and our friendly staff will bring your groceries right to your car and have you ready to go in no time. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Back in the sportsocracy, ESPN Asheville, and it's time for the most important message of the day. I love tech issues that uh, I was sitting there staring at the screen like the old man in his Facebook picture like, what? <laughs> Don't do crimes! Don't do crimes is right. If you are looking to get away from the police. Which you uh, shouldn't do. Which you shouldn't do. That's crimes. That's they're, called, they're here uh, to protect, that's, serve. It's fleeing to elude, uh, and that is crimes. It's also crimes to get involved in a high-speed chase. But if, if Jeremy, you were going to choose that route, if you were choosing violence today and I'm going to get in a high-speed chase with the police, what kind of vehicle Jetpack. would you say you'd use? Jetpack, that'd be cheating. Uh, the cops don't fly, and that's just I'm bad. I'm bad at cars. I'm bad like, at cars. I, I, a fast one. But a fast one. A fast one's a great idea. Would you go, you know... 
old school like 1980s Jeep Wagoneer? Or would you go like... I don't know what a Wagoneer is, but it doesn't sound like a fast car. (laughs) Think about like one of those, or like a station wagon with the wood paneling on the side. Like the Chevy Chase. uh, Yeah, like in Vacation. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Would Would you choose something like that, or would you choose like the Bugatti? Uh, Yes. You'd choose the race car, right? 100%. Um, Well, a guy in Cincinnati, Ohio, he chose a very special mode of transportation for his high-speed chase with police. Uh, it was a school bus. He stole a school bus. And then he led police on an hour-long high-speed chase that cut through not only several cities and towns, uh, counties, uh, and, and state lines. It lasted for an hour from Cincinnati, Ohio, and finally ended in some cornfield in Illinois, or, or excuse me, in Indiana. Um it lasted from 10.15 in the morning to 11.15 in the morning uh, where this guy, as I said, ran th- ran this bus's wheels off highways, through backyards, through cornfields, uh, every manner of terrain that he possibly could. Um, they finally were able to use stop sticks to stop him. And the weird part is the, the stop sticks got deployed in the cornfield that's a rare occasion that's a rare 100%. occasion <laughs> you know of all the places that you could use the stop six i would never think you'd have to deploy them inside a cornfield unless but, you're in nebraska <laughs> that whole state is just right is what a great big shelby county field. indiana officers boxed in boxed in the bus uh as it drove through another field the alleged bus hijacker was then taken into custody. Multiple police vehicles were damaged due to the collisions with the bus during the chase. Uh, the man, I mean, the, the man rolled through fields and yards and, of course, un, untold amount of damage to those places. Here's the thing. He did all of this, and it was over a speeding ticket. Well, that seems aggressive. Right. No warrants, no nothing like that. No, he stole the bus, and that's all they wanted him on. You told that whole story, and the only thing I could uh, picture now is is high school friends in the state of Nebraska. Hey, where was your first time? Cornfield. Which one? That one. That one. <laughs> you? Three cornfields down. My story comes from Knoxville, Tennessee. It's about a woman named Melody Sasser. If you've listened to the show for a long time, you'll remember I told a story about a kid who had set up an online hitman website that he, for a school project, and he had left it up because it was helping to catch people that were looking for hitmen because it was like hitman, hireahitman.com or something like that. <laughs> well, apparently, Melody Sasser didn't get the memo that you should be careful what online websites you try to hire somebody to kill somebody from because she went on the dark web and went to something called the Online Killers Market. I'm not making that up. Using the screen name Catry and spent $9,750 in Bitcoin to have the wife of her former hiking partner killed. Now, you might be saying, that sounds weird. Why would you have your friend's wife killed? Well, because there's more to the story than that. These two actually met on Match.com and apparently they never really dated but they struck up a friendship 
and uh, Miss Sasha. They, it does not release the man's name uh, in the in this AP filing. Mm-hmm. But apparently Miss Sasser helped with my booking hostels and other different things along his hike up the Appalachian Trail and even watched his car. Well, apparently last fall, he told Miss Sasser that he was marrying this person and her exact response was, I hope you both fall off a cliff and die. Then she shows up at their house unannounced from Tuesdays away. Then their cars start getting keyed. The 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 uh, wife in this starts getting mysterious phone calls. Somebody using a, a a voice distorter to hide their voice, and they started to go. Wait a minute, something's something's up here. Meanwhile, one of I I am I swear to you, I'm not making this up. One of the hitmen for hire that was on this site, who has apparently never done anything that police can track, called with a tip to the FBI of there's a woman trying to hire me to kill the wife of somebody she met on match.com. So at that point they take over the profile. They convince her to give more money. She sent a message at one point that said, I've been waiting for two months and 11 days and the job is still not done. Does it need to be assigned to someone else? You are a level of crazy that I've only bared witness to a couple times. Well, I mean, I paid for a service, and service has not been rendered. And, folks, if you want to know why you should not meet your spouse off of uh, Madge.com, I give you example number 476,014. <laughs> Look, doesn't mean it can't happen. Doesn't mean you can't find a useful relationship or a meaningful relationship on uh, online. 100%. You can find if, a fun time in a cornfield. Just ask uh, Nebraska High School student <laughs> doesn't mean it's real likely though yeah <laughs> yeah that's a special kind of crazy oh yeah she better be a 10 oh I, she better be a even, dime not even close she better be a dime oddly enough she looks like one of my exes uh, and i'm like uh-oh <clears throat> that looks that looks like a familiar relation was this the ex that threatened to dis- dismember you uh no that was that was a different one <laughs> wow Man, that dating record was all the checkered <laughs> before I'm... Thank God you found HWA. I'm telling you, I treasure that woman. Uh, she's, she's, she's a special woman, and she's a patient woman. It is the sports oxygen. Sadly enough, not the only... The one you just mentioned, sadly enough, not the only one that threatened to kill me. Why am I not shot? I, you know... I just I have this habit of making people very angry. All right, uh, don't do crimes. Back to the Mount Rushmore's for the NFC North. Okay, so like I said before the break, the Chicago Bears, I mean, at least they've got eras to pull from. Mm-hmm. For the Detroit Lions, you have a era to pull from. Barry Sanders. He wasn't even the one from the era that I was thinking of. Calvin Johnson. You have two standout players of the last century. Yep. Done. Uh, Mount Rushmore. Uh-huh. Can we just make their heads really big? Like maybe like you're on Photoshop and you just hit shift and you stretch it a little bit. No one will notice. No one will notice. You got Barry and Calvin. That's That's number one and number two. Barry's number one. Calvin's number two. And that's no shot at Calvin. It's just uh, one's how it Barry is. Sanders. So. <laughs> right. Bleacher Report did a list. Corey Schlesinger was in your top twenty. Yikes! He was a fullback 
in the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. Think about what I just said. And then, after Barry and Calvin, you got to go Bobby Lane? The only championship quarterback that they have in their history? I I guess. He won I mean, three titles in the NFL before I mean, his, the merger. His claim to fame is he was one of the last quarterbacks to choose to wear a face mask. Sorry. <laughs> I can't. I, I This one's just made me angry because you keep saying names, and I'm like, that dude played in 1912. I, it's the only championship area you have. I, I get that. There were also four teams. All right. You had a 25% chance of winning, uh, winning the NFL championship every year. So if it's not Bobby Lane, you go in Dick Lane? You go in Night Train Lane? You know what? I, I'm i going Mongo, Blazing Saddles. It's, it's Alice Karras. Alice three. Karras, absolutely. It, Webster's it, dad. Let's put no it doubt. out there. Yeah, and that's, I, I don't care. Name's on the door. That is the two great. That is uh, other than Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. That movie and that show are the two, are the two single greatest contributions of the Detroit Lions to modern culture in the last fifty years. Because <laughs> it gets really Herman Mori in, in a hurry. It does. It does. I feel like the five has to be Matt Stafford. Ugh. The greatest quarterback in in franchise history. I know it ain't saying much, but at least. At least you got that. Ugh. And that's why the discussion needs to stop after four. Because as much is, as I love Matthew, you really have to be hurting bad to go, yeah, that's the guy, the face of the franchise of all time. I mean, you got to talk about Dick Knight Train Lane, too. Mm-hmm. Even though the really the best things he ever did were in other places. He retired in Detroit. Oh, Eric Miller said the Ford family. I think that's who we should be blaming all of these things on. I'm not putting you on the Mount Rushmore when I think you are the cause of the lack of depth to choose who to put on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, from, yeah, I, I, Barry, Calvin, Bobby Lane. Alex Karras. Alex Karras. How sad is that? That is very sad. Detroit Lion fans, I just want to hug you right now. I mean, I pull for a team that has done nothing but make me sad for 30 years, and I had at least eight guys that could have gone four with the Jets. Good thing is, I think you've turned a corner. You're on to a happier time. You know what? Scrap all this. Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, Dan Campbell, Jared Garf. Let's go. It is the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. One more team left in the NFC North. It's the Minnesota Vikings. This one's a little more interesting. We'll get to their Mount Rushmore after this. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that, and that's why we focus on helping homeowners. 
prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. The Sports Office. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. All right, wrapping it up for the day here in the Sportsocracy, finishing out our NFC North Mount Rushmore's. It's Minnesota Vikings time, and you know I was I was kind of surprised. I was kind of surprised once I started thinking about it, just how difficult this can be to only come up with four. They have several that are really high. I mean, Fran Targan, to me, is the one that you have to start with. Absolutely. Retired as uh, the leader in every statistical category for a quarterback in an era where they did not air it out. And he was the first. He literally won their first game. So not only was the greatest quarterback in your franchise history, he was your first quarterback in franchise history. Then it gets tougher for me. Okay. You have Randy Moss too, don't you? Uh, Randy's my one. Really? Yes. I, Fran's on it, but Randy's my one. Because there never two. was another Viking that you looked at the way you did Randy Moss. Well, no, he's the greatest player in franchise history. Yes. It just didn't last as long as you would want it to. But I don't think I care. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't care at all. I don't think I care. And then, then it's it gets Adrian. tough. Adrian Peterson was the no doubt top three. My one was uh, Randy. You know, Randy Moss, then Adrian Peterson, Fran Tarkenton. And you might say I'm crazy for my four, but he was my favorite player growing up as a kid. John Randall. John Randall. Yeah. I, with, he's... The, with the eye black. Dude was ferocious, and he had all of the all all of the uh, amazing play to back up the ferocious look. So I didn't have Adrian Peterson. Really? No. How? I can explain it. Oh, uh, please do. You've got to have somebody from the Purple People Eaters. It's the greatest time in the franchise history. I've got to have somebody. Alan Page. Carl Eller was the one I was going to say. Oh, okay. Although, yeah, Alan Page. Okay. Alan Page, the, uh, the, the, the 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 defensive player that won the league MVP. Yeah, I feel like he needs to be the guy. He was the star power of that can I, defense. Can, can, in the schematic things here. Okay, you're right. I'll give you it's, it's Alan Page. You're right. Yeah. For me, it's four that gets hard because I Randall McDaniel was up there. Mm-hmm. I seriously considered Dennis Green. Obviously had Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. John Randall. And then the one that's Ron Yeri. And then the one that's the hardest for me because I don't know what to do with him. Chris Carter. Bench him. I feel I don't like know how the, you do. In the greatest in in the in the greatest discussion, he's he's on the bench. And I don't understand how. 
When the man retired, he was second all time. He was the second all time leading receiver in NFL history. And I, he's another one of those receivers. To me, Chris Carter was the start of the disrespected receiver era. I can get down with that. He was the first one because he was the first one to retire. And it started, it led in on Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, Reggie Wayne. Uh, just a slew of guys that don't get the credit they deserve. Chris Carter, not only to me, deserves to be talked about here, I think he deserves to be on it. Who are you taking off? I don't know. That's and the that's problem. why this game is stupid. Because I can't take off Fran, and I can't take off Randy, and I honestly can't take off Adrian Peterson. I can solely because he's a he's a running back. He's a modern era running back. And yes, he was great. You've got a lot of hiccups with him. The career's gone on too long, which is probably my, it's probably changing the way I remember him. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't have Adrian Peterson over Chris Carter. I can't do it. Oof. I can't do it. I know he won that one MVP, and he was a special talent. But when I think of the Minnesota Vikings, I think of Chris Carter before I think of Adrian Peterson. Okay. He I also never won squat, which needed a Chris Carter. But he was right. on the greatest team in Viking team history. Okay. Bud Grant, I'm surprised you didn't mention his name. He needs to be mentioned, but I, just, I, can't, um, I, I can't come close to it here. I would agree to Tarkenton, Moss, Carter, Adrian Peterson. I think that's probably the best I could do. Okay. Because Chris I, Carter deserves the flowers here. And I hate to leave okay. off John Randall. I hate to leave off – I mean, Alan Page needs to be up there too, mm-hmm. but – Chris Carter's always, he was a great player, loved the consistency of his career, all of that, deserves to be a Hall of Famer, but I, he's not one of those that I that I automatically go to. To me, it was all about John Randall, <laughs> and to me, he is Minnesota Vikings great. I, I agree. They have a ton. Yep. This is one of the hardest ones we've done. I really wanted to find a way to get Jared Allen in this discussion, but I couldn't. I couldn't either. He didn't even sniff the top ten for me. Neither did the Williams brothers. There's a bunch of a bunch more guys that didn't come close. Absolutely. All right. I got to have Allen Page on. I'll, I'll take off Chris Carter, but I hate it. All right. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM at 1400. Back with you tomorrow right here at 3.